I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Everybody looking at you crazy. What you gonna do? Lift up your head and keep moving? Or let the paranoia haunt you? Peace the fashion police. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Let the runway start. You know the miserable do love company. What do you want from me and my scars? Everybody lack confidence. Everybody lack confidence. How many times our potential was anonymous? How many times the city making me promise me promises? So I promise this. Hey, welcome hey. to the Blackout Test Podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. I love myself. <laughs> uh, this is Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Shout out to uh, Maroon 5. Um, and, uh, you know, as always, how we get down, we're going to go through some pop culture, some news, some events. Um, and then we're going to get racist. We're going to talk about racism and sexism and homophobia and all the things that make the people write the, the, uh, illegible emails to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to, um, talk about swords. I mean, so might as well do that again. It seems to be working so far. And probably in the middle of that, we'll talk about some ball alert stuff. What do you think, buddy? I'm down if you're down. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, well, this is the Blackout Tips. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio um, and Podomatic. Just search the Blackout Tips. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, and if we like them, we'll read them on the air. Appreciate all the people that send in those five-star reviews. You can also go to theblackouttips.com. We have a donate section on the right. We have theblackouttips.com slash premium where you can sign up. And, uh, you know, as always, if you have any issues, just make sure you email us, theblackouttips at gmail.com, and I'll get back to you. We'll figure out whatever's going on. Um, the official weapon of the show is? The taser. And the unofficial sport? Is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. And today's podcast is sponsored. Uh, it's double sponsored, actually. Today's podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio. That's right. Tweaked Audio, the people that, you know, continue to hook us up. Hook us up. Recently, Karen's headphones went out. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. I looked at them headphones. I said, God damn, they the Terminator. Did somebody shoot them with a shotgun? What happened? <laughs> you know me, honey. I can take a pair. I'm surprised they last as long as they did because you, know you know how I go through headphones. I tell you, I tell some headphones up. Well, you know what's good is that um, you would think, well, they got this policy where you can replace your headphones, so they're probably going to be pretty flimsy. No, my headphones have been fine. Nothing's ever, nothing's happened to mine, and I've had mine for, it's got to be a, a year or two now, like yeah. at least a year. And no, I've never had an issue with mine. No, one side hasn't gone out. I haven't, you know, nothing, nothing's going, going wrong with mine. And I listen to them all the time. I play video games with them, stuff like that. Um, Karen, uh, listens to hers at work and all this stuff. And, you know, I remember we used to go through headphones like, you know, like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. We go through headphones like police shooting black people just every 28 hours. Right. We just new headphones. Right. We just disregard them like they don't matter. Yeah. Sprinkle some crack on them. They go up to right. CVS or wherever your local, you know, Walmart and you buy some more cheap ass headphones <laughs> that will break <laughs> inevitably again. Right. You know, I was at the point where I'm not joking. I was buying two and three headphones at a time. Cause I was like, fuck it. They gonna, <laughs> gonna break. T- right. She gonna tear them up. So Karen tore hers up and, uh, you know, she sent an email and they said, boom, no problem. We'll get those out to you. Here's a return instruction to everything. Um, they're on their way. They send you a tracking number. We can track it through the mail. We know we can get those headphones, uh, coming in, know when to go check the post box office and, uh, you know, get everything and send it back. It's that mm-hmm. easy. 
what else what they're also doing for our listeners is if you use code tbgwt they're giving you 33 percent off of the price they're giving you free shipping to go along with that lifetime guarantee you cannot beat this this will be the last set of headphones that you have to ever own period as long as the mail is running so uh i say you go to tweakedaudio.com use code tbgwt and uh treat yourself all right guys uh we also have another sponsor a little bit sexy let me get some sexy music That's right, guys. Let me ask you a question. Are you getting enough? Well, I bet you'd love to get some more, right? Well, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more with 10 free items. First, you get a sexy surprise for her. Second, a specially selected toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. That's right. No more wondering... How you going to get back to that porn after your racial search history? No. You just have it on DVD. You just go back to the section. And number 10, they give you free shipping on your entire order. So what do you got to do to get these 10 free gifts? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's not hard, but you will be. Just go to adamandeve.com and put in code TBGWT and get any item that you want. It could be adventurous new toy, sexy piece of lingerie, a uh, paddle, uh, some, something to bind your hands, some eye, you know, those things that go over your eyes so you can't see. Um, you know, you get like some grapefruit, you know what I'm saying, ladies? Um, well, you just go ahead and get all that stuff. Um, pick one item, put it in your checkout, and then put code TBGWT in and you get 10 free gifts. All of them 10 free gifts I already named. So go to check out at adamandeve.com, select one item, get 10 free gifts, including free shipping. Will you offer, will you enter offer code TBGWT at adamandeve.com? Play me out, Nick. All right, all right, that's enough. Oh man, uh, can't believe it's hard. It's gonna be hard to do today's show because you know Zane left One Direction. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, hopefully we can get through it. You know what I mean? I hope we can. Ain't better than um in sync. No, well, you know what? Honestly, everybody knows how I feel about it. It's well documented. Fuck One Direction, really. You know what I mean? Like I'm more of a the wanted fan, so you know, mm. you know Zane's. You know he's cool, but he ain't. You know, One Direction ain't no one. Ain't no they ain't the wanted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice try, buddies. But uh, step your game up yeah. before I had to give a fuck. Give a fuck. Yeah, my white boy uh, band group is insane because I've always loved me some Justin yeah well that's old shit you know mm-hmm. that's cool you know yeah i ain't got into new i'm, white I'm a big fan yet. of the beach boys you know myself you know how Not the beach them boys old so. ass men no young that's boys how, young 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 white males you gotta be i mean the group had at the time it got to be under the, the age beach, of 25 the beach boys was young at the one beach point. boys started out old they've been old ever mm-hmm. since they've been singing on the beach 
Nah, at some point they was young people too. Little girls. Used but to your love mama, them. young people know the they, Beatles used to love them. You know, the Beatles used to have young girls loving them and shit. Mm. The boy band ain't nothing new, Karen. No, mm-mm. you need to be alive when they started, and I was alive when they sings. You was not alive when the Beach Boys started singing. But they albums are timeless, Karen. That's mm. all that matters. When the last time you like you do me? When the last time you popped in the Beach Boy track? I'm about to pop one in right now since you said something. Mm-hmm. But you in love with them though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you be doing me. You love everything. This music is undeniable, I love man. The and the way the sunlight plays upon her head. You hear that? Timeless. I hear the sound of a gentle word. Look at that picture, Karen. Look how young they were. That's when you yeah, had to have in, talent. None in, of these little boys can play instruments now. Back in 1952, for you born. Oh, yeah. I could just imagine. I could be at this concert all the way in the back, in the, mm-hmm. yeah. in the balcony where they mm-hmm. made the colors. Yeah, Listen. <laughs> I can imagine it already. Yeah. Coming in through the back entrance mm-hmm. by the kitchen. Yeah, they had soundtrack for the Scooby-Doo when they were running and shit. Standing in the other room where they would let us listen but not watch. All oh, Beach Boys. <laughs> but you love them, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. he quit. He finally came out with why he quit. He said, I'm feeling what, I feel like I'm doing what's right. Right by myself and right by the boys, so I feel good. So why after five years and an enormous amount of success, we want to give it all out, give it all up and be a normal 22-year-old. He just wants to be happy. Now, how's he ever going to be a normal 22-year-old, you know? Right. Like, it's too, that ship sailed. I'm sorry, Zane. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Even if you never do anything else again, you're always still going to be attached to that mm-hmm. band and, and that pers- persona. Just the fact that you can't even, you know, spell your name right. People gonna know you famous. Nobody, <laughs> right. nobody, not, only people that spell their name Z A Y N are criminals and famous people. Yeah, unless you legally change your name, or people can't identify you. Yeah, you're gonna always be recognized, dog. I did try to do something that I wasn't happy doing for a while, for the sake of maybe other people's happiness, but that was mainly the fans. He explained, and I only ever tried to do it for the fans, and it was only ever for them. And basically, I'm only upset. I feel like I may have let them down in some sort of way. That's the main thing I don't want to happen. It's not that I turn my back on them or anything. It's just that I can't do that anymore because it's not real to me. Oh, um, little man. white girl, Twitter fell to pieces. Yeah, they were recording their fifth album. I mean, this is a, this is a big hit, Karen. It's a major hit. Uh, he, he talked about the rest of the group. They've been cool about it, and they understand that, you know, it's not real to me anymore. They still want to do it for a while, so they're going to carry on doing what they uh, want to do. And I think they're going to do okay for a while. Oh, see, that's still a shot at them. Yeah, cause He's basically uh, trying to say, like, they ain't going to be great without me, but they'll be all right. And my thing is this. Um, you get old, and your fan base get old, and everybody grows up. And, you know, how long, like, it's one of the things was how long you think you can ride this train. Mm-hmm. Cause we seen bands just period, four bands, sing groups. You know, SWV, Drew Hill, and all these, all these other groups. They just. just I think I think he gonna join ISIS. To be honest with you. With that name, Zayn Malik. I mean, come on. And how often you know do these young people these days join ISIS? Happens a lot. 
you gotta watch her back out there uh did you see uh this little black girl performing the um 7-eleven with her mama Mm-mm. do you want to see it yes all right i'll put it in the chat room so they can watch along too but Tian and Heaven performed Beyonce on Ellen. People who always make me so happy here to dance for you are four-year-old Heaven and her mom Tian. Oh, Tian, my bad. Yes, <laughs> she only four. She is getting it, ain't she? Though. They've been practicing. <laughs> you can tell they've been practicing. Oh, her mama been getting it, boy. I know. She's like a little clone of her mama, man. Yep, you can. T- she can't deny her. Yeah, that's her child. <laughs> that's a good way to keep in shape. I tell you that much. I know. And they got a little, like, different stuff going on. They're not exactly mimicking each other. It wouldn't surprise me if her baby was, like, ballet or something like that. You know, like, she was yeah. taking ballet, and she this was a way to get her to practice. Like, they with my hands up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that little girl getting it. I got to put this on Twitter. Hold on. Smack it, smack it in the air. That hair is everything too. Her mama both hair just flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. All natural. <laughs> <laughs> she started lip syncing. Oh, <laughs> shit. She flexing her blowout too. That oh. is adorable. There you go. A little bit. Who says we only talk about stories that mess with black people? Sometimes we have, uh, we talk about good things too. All right, now let's talk about all the bad shit that's happening in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was your palate cleanser. Yeah, I'll try to do, uh, something positive and then something bad. I'll try to mix it up a little bit. Um, Tim Cook and other, uh, this is something positive. Tim Cook and other, uh, tech leaders have come out against India's anti-gay law. Oh, what happened in India? Uh, Silicon. Indiana? India. India, okay. I mean, I'm sorry, what'd I say? India? I mean, Indiana. Okay, so it is Indiana. Yeah, okay. Indiana. Okay. Cause, you know, Indiana has, they basically passed that bill that we were talking about when, uh, you don't have to serve gay people if you don't want. Oh, them fuckers. Okay. But, I like, know. I just, Why? It's, it's so crazy because, like, we have the audacity to shit on other countries sometimes, right. but our laws can be so fucking draconian when it comes to stuff like this. Like we, like, it's like, I really, I know that this is a great country. I know that, you know, the people here are what make, you know, the push for change and all this stuff. But sometimes you just feel like, damn, really? Like we still, we still have you. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, like you just want to look at other citizens of the country and be like, they still make you. Yes, they do. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like an eight track player. Like, what the, like, you really? We, we're still playing eight tracks in 2015, you know? Um, so yeah, they had, uh, and, and there's, and there's a lot of stuff going around with this. Uh, Charles Barkley had said that, uh, and even Charles Barkley now, he was like, they should take the NCAA tournament out of there. Yeah, they should. And, uh-huh. that's, and that's Charles Barkley. Yeah, they, yeah. Known village idiot. 
Yeah, it shouldn't be allowed to go. Not when you start passing laws like this, like uh, when did somebody pass a dumb law right before the Super Bowl and NFL was like, "Hey, we ain't got to come here." Like, like events don't have to come to your state. Mm-hmm. When you start passing the ignorant shit and the lawmakers start doing dumb shit, start taking money out of these states. And I bet you them rules will pass when they start losing the billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think it's the only way is we're gonna have to let the free market decide. But people are so fucking ignorant you know what i mean like it's sad that we had to boycott somebody because we should be a nation of laws but it should also be about civil rights and if we can't respect the civil rights of 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 people you know like what if they would have wanted to pass a law where we're no longer going to serve black people right i don't see the difference yeah you know i just don't understand like we're no longer going to serve people that aren't christian like we, like I, I just i feel like people think because they're in this majority of a group like hey i'll never have to worry about it so i'm gonna go ahead and sit on my ass and not vote for uh not vote against this kind of thing but yeah the, the a bill was signed in the law that does that allows businesses to refuse service to lesbians gays bisexual and transgender customers um ceo tim cook publicly criticized the state's actions via twitter the iphone makes uh, is the world's richest company. Um, Apple is open for everyone. We are deeply disappointed in Indiana's new law and calling on Arkansas governor to veto the similar HB 1228. So Arkansas is going to try to pass this next. Right. And, and I'm, and, I, and, and maybe just me, but if I was one of these large companies and I had like plants and shit in the area, it was to be one of those things where I would even decide like hey do i even want my business in my company in this state you're making profit off of me you're making tax revenue off of me you know i'm hiring your employees bettering your economy and you're gonna pass dumb shit like this yeah if you're in indiana right now you're listening to this podcast turn this shit off you fucked up you don't you didn't didn't earn it sorry y'all get this repealed and then we y'all can listen again you know i'll let you you can download and say the episodes but don't listen to this shit all right i don't appreciate y'all fucking up again all right yeah and and the, the way i feel I, I feel about i feel about the way that a lot of people treat uh lgbtq the same way i i think about how our country treat black people i don't separate the two a lot of people do i do not separate the two because it's the same it's the same ignorance it's the same anger right it's the same talking points it's the same laws that you're trying to pass, just like you tried to pass years ago. It is the same. It is discrimination. And it's just one of those things to me personally, even people that are uh, Christians, the thing about being a Christian, everything is about right. Uh, it's about a choice, free will, a choice. Everything is about a choice. I cannot force my religion on you. You should have a right and a choice to live however you want to live and do whatever you want to do that's one thing about our country that's beautiful and for you to turn around and strip the rights of somebody else just because you do not agree with them is not love and it's not right yeah and i well you know what it is that a lot of these bigots think they have the right to be bigoted you know what i mean that's what it is it's like a lot of them feel like you violate my rights to be a bigot to you why why you won't let me discriminate so, because it violates their civil rights, I don't have the right to do it. Like, yeah, you don't. Right. And, like, and- we have decided that there's certain shit that we need to treat all citizens alike on. And I think one of those things needs to be sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if anything, I, I feel like sometimes when this shit happens, I'm glad to be like, see, 
you know what i mean to have an example to be like see this is the stupid shit that still goes on in this country right you know so when we start persecuting like russia be like well they treat gay people terrible it's like yeah well you know we we got some places where it's not too far behind you know um but yeah tim cook went on to say around the world we strive to treat every customer the same regardless of where they come from how they worship or who they love um earlier in the week salesforce ceo mark benioff benioff took a similar stance on the matter tweeting today we are canceling all programs that require our customers and employees to travel to indiana to face discrimination mm-hmm. um yeah because that's the thing it's like you have to think this is going to fix sales like you have companies doing transactions and business and stuff like that and you have people going here all of a sudden they're going to face difficulties and problems because people feel like i don't have the right to to serve you and and the the the, the thing that's most um I guess the thing that's most dumb about it is that people uh, sit back and they don't do anything when the small group gets attacked, just like people sit back and they, a lot of people didn't do anything when black people got attacked. And this is one of those things where people don't care until they start stripping your rights. What makes you think they're going to stop with these people? This would eventually spread into other areas and eventually it's going to come down your lane. And when it comes down your lane, you're going to want people to support and be behind you and fight against the government also. But it's funny how a lot of times you go, well, I'm ignoring you. But then when it's your turn, if these people ignore you, you're going to think they're wrong for not supporting you and the things that you think that are important to you yeah yeah i do think you know i think that's a big part of it because people definitely try to separate out these agendas and i think like bigotry is a tree that a lot of branches form from and everybody starts concentrating on the individual branches but if you could get back to the initial like no this is just bigoted like right you know like i don't really want to have time to like fight over the nuance of this bigotry versus that bigotry right um and have a competition over which one is worse no sometimes it's just about being like this is terrible and i feel like a lot of the competition over which one is worse causes people to not care and that's that's why they don't help and that's why shit like this passes is because if you you know like i to me in my mind if someone had the audacity to put something about black people not having to be served I I really do believe it will pass in places like Indiana. Right. And I think black people are too concentrating on like, well, it's not the same, blah, blah, blah. And they get caught up in the idea that it for a bigot, it is the same. Correct. For, for a bigot, they don't really put much difference. Like, it's like if they had their way, these these store owners, they wouldn't serve your black ass any faster than they serve a gay dude or, you know, whatever. Like, they, they would love to see that type of ignorance passed down regardless uh through all things that are not whatever they are like you know white christian male whatever correct and that's the problem that i have is this for the fact that it like it's a disease and 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 the thing about a disease is that regardless of what form of the disease it's still the same disease you know like you have like somebody said cancer yes you have different forms of cancer and sometimes you attack it the same if you're trying to go against it and it's just one of those things where you have to attack this thing the same way because the root of it is the same the right. root of it that that's why i would say i treat just, them exactly the same as long as they get people thinking that like arguing over the semantics of it right, i really do which, feel like that's that's what defeats the purpose is you know as long as we can get you arguing over semantics of it you know you're gonna always have that and, and you know these are older white males for the most part that own these companies that are coming out being like no you know uh so like i said anyway um 
the angie's list ceo came out and said is one of the largest indiana based customers angie's list supports you thank you for taking the interest uh he was he was responding to the ceo of uh salesforce um paypal co-founder came out what is happening in indiana is pretty unbelievable however it's dressed up it's a signal that discrimination is welcome in this state yep right that's what it means to me it's like the canary in the coal mine like maybe it's not directly on black people but you really think you're too far behind right and 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 for me this is why you know a lot of people whenever like this whenever you talk about race and racism and the reality of how it affects you in your everyday life especially being a brown person in our country because you can't brown brown people in our country don't have the option to opt out of racism i don't have we don't have the option and because we don't have the option to opt out because we're constantly reminded of the color of our skin we have to talk about it we're comfortable about talking about it we're comfortable about having discussions and things like that but when you have the right to opt out it makes a big difference in how you respond to these things because you don't have to care yeah you can always turn i'm sorry you can always turn away and go in the other direction and this is one reason why i watch laws rules regulations because if these people had their ways we would go back to the dream crow laws i would be my black ass be picking cotton like like that shit is real to me you know people people uh sit back and they act like that shit no, no, like almost like history can't reverse itself, but it can if you if if people don't start standing up and be like, "Hey, motherfuckers, y'all will not take us back to 1975." Yeah, well, I just think like that's why um you end up with a lot of stuff passing is because you know it's it's like when you see black dudes that are typically very like gun ho about racial shit until it gets to like race and uh, and and women, so it's like you know oh this is so fucked up the police did blah 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 or this that that, and then a black woman comes out and is like well this specific issue happens to black women as you know like street harassment or something and then those same niggas are like silent or don't understand it anymore they can't grasp it It, you know it's that same thing and just go and and because i've had one of the major responses i had to me being like yeah man um street harassment is and the defenses of it are very much the way that people defend racial profiling correct when it comes to black people and all of a sudden i have black people come out you can't even compare that you know like i'm like you know i'll read a story where i'm like yeah this black woman got killed because a dude wanted to holler at her and he she she basically ignored him and then he killed her well i'm, I'm like how is how is defending that any better than defending you know the killers of mike brown and trayvon martin oh you can't even compare those two i'm like why not they're comparable you know what i mean but i I feel like because like you say you get to opt out because it's like well this didn't happen to exactly a person like me right so now i get to be come in and i want to be i want to have semantics i want to have like a theoretical debate and like i want to withhold my empathy because could you imagine a gay person coming to you and being like man i want to get my wedding cake done at this bakery in indiana and they basically told me they wouldn't do it because i'm gay and then your dumb ass gonna turn around and be like you know well it ain't the same as racial discrimination you know because like does it like what's your empathy at that moment and i feel like that's what happens a lot with people and they and i think they can't grasp particularly men because we we like to operate in these parameters of like 100 percent of the time this this is the rule this is over the line this is the line this is under the line right we like to operate like that a lot and we don't really understand like the emotional empathy 
of just being like damn i sympathize with this and right i do think that what's happening to you is wrong and i do think that something needs to be done about it instead we're like well is that exactly like this well then why you know when i mean how can your complaint in it be any more valid than mine well it's like why are we being divided over that why can't we just be like this is fucked up because i see things through the prism of race mm-hmm. and a lot of times i do look at it like well how 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 offended would i be if someone told me they don't gotta make my wedding cake because i'm getting married and i'm black you know what i mean right. i would be fucking livid but then you oh, hear right. You can do this to a gay person, and it's like, well, I mean, come on, that's not they not. It's not like they black, right? Well, if newsflash, there's some gay black people out there. There's, you what, know, what about that? Don't people understand? Um, that, that's something that frustrates me when people talk about this because they are gay black LGBTQ people out there, and a lot of times when people make these broad sweeping statements, you disregard a whole section of people yep. and you act like these people don't exist now only does it do these people have to deal with being gay or, or lgbtq they also have to deal with being black and a lot of times their blackness kind of trumps that other stuff to truthfully because at the end of the day they see that before they see the other things and so it's almost like a double whammy and it's just one of those things and, th- and then almost a triple whammy if you're a woman in, in, in that mix also and it's just one of those things where when you look at it you'd be like discrimination is discrimination mm-hmm. and there's no levels of discrimination and that's something i wish people could understand there's no level one level two level four level five level eight level 60 fuck it it's discrimination is discrimination but you can you tell somebody they cannot and they're not allowed to do something based off of something that is different than you it is a form of discrimination and the problem is that people waste their time fighting over dumb shit that don't matter when at the end of the day if people pull their forces together that shit would have never past well you know the other thing is they couch this shit under the religious freedom see that's the thing that people are letting you know escape them is the bigotry is disguised as no 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 we're restoring religious freedom in our country so what this means is in our state you i now have finally my religion allows me the freedom to discriminate now here's my question what about the religious freedom of Muslims? Mm-hmm. Because we actively pass laws against Sharia law when it's never been enforced, it's never been proposed, right. <laughs> it's never been attempted nope. in America, but yet mm. we will actively pass proposals with places where there are no Muslims. Right. Against Sharia law. We're not concerned about their religion. We didn't want them to have a mosque within a certain distance of the twin towers uh where they fell because they were because because religion because we just decided they don't need their religious freedom restored there you know so you know there's a lot to this that is just basic blatant bigotry mm-hmm. and it's getting past it's getting overlooked because you know majority of this country is christian um and a lot of this country agrees with this kind of bullshit um right and 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 the thing is or if they put it this way i don't even think majority of christians agree with this but i do think that there's a lot of christians who are used to hearing this shit and letting it slide because i've been in those churches and i've talked to i've talked to people where i'm like when you get out you're like oh wait you don't agree with that what the pastor said but a lot of people don't you know they taking polls of churches where it's like yeah, 60% of this church thinks gay marriage is fine. But they still go to the church where the guys like gay marriage ain't fine every time he gets up there on the pulpit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway. Um, Indiana's governor also doubled down 
um, than one of these uh, talk shows this morning. Mike Pence is his name, and he says the controversial religious freedom law won't change. And We're you- not going to change the law, but if the General Assembly in Indiana sends me a bill that adds a section that reiterates and amplifies and clarifies what the law really is and what it has been for the last 20 years, then I'm open to that. Mm. And you know what? And then states get mad when the federal government comes in and be like, y'all can't do this shit. Well, that's what's going to have to happen. Right. They the gotta- president or somebody, a federal version of someone's going to have to take it down. You know what right. I mean? Right. And, 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 and now for me, because the way I look at history, there's when you look at it, when they pass laws that says that schools had to be integrated, the federal government had to take soldiers and the National Guard to take black children into school. So my family had to go through this shit to protect these people so that they wouldn't get attacked just so they can do something simple as, as get basic education. And it's going to be one of those things where the federal government, you, that you're forcing the federal government to pass federal laws to tell you how to behave because you have ignorant people in your state that will not use motherfucking common sense. And then you're going to get mad and want to fight and appeal and take it to the Supreme Court. Feel like the federal government is taking your right. But the thing is that you represent all citizens in this state not just white males yeah well my thing is what happens when well you know what's funny though it's not just it's not about white males either this is about religious people period there's black people that don't want gay people being served there's you know there's women that don't want gay people being served this is about the fact that people can rally around the majority religion and bully people with it that's it true it's It's not even like there's a lot of people that aren't white men that are like Fuck this. I, I don't want gay people being, you know, catered. I don't want you to, you can't force me to use my business and serve gay people. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of people that were rally behind that. That's what's so sad about it. That's exactly what we were just talking about. There's a lot of people that can opt out of this one. Mm-hmm. I'm not gay. I might be any other level of discrimination. Against, right. But I ain't gay. So fuck it. I ain't got to serve y'all niggas, you know? Um, which this is so crazy, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, he fin- he signed a bill and what well, he, now here's what other states have done. They've had, um, sections of the law amended to say you can't do- use this law based on, um, sexual orientation, which is funny because that's typically the main reason the law passes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it also makes you wonder, like, how come you can't use another person's religion? So like, like go to your bakery and say, I'm Muslim. I want a cake. Well, that's, you know, they, 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 they won't let you discriminate against my religion. But if I was gay and I wanted that cake, all of a sudden you can discriminate. I don't see if it was my race, you couldn't discriminate against my race. It's so like the far. law, the law only passes because it's about gay people. Mm-hmm. That's really what the law boils down to. Um, so yeah, it, the Indiana law gained national attention quickly after it was signed when the NCAA, which is based in Indianapolis, released a statement expressing concern that the law would negatively impact athletes and visitors in town for the final four games at men's basketball tournament. Several businesses, including Yelp, have threatened to take their business away from the state. Right. Yeah, I still, you know, what's funny is right now it's just, a, you know, the NCAA is just raising concerns. It's going to take people being like, no. Um, we're not going there. Right. When they be on the li- on the short list, people going to be like, eh. and you know what? If they was on the list, if I was doing something that was on my list, I would go no, and then I would turn around and pub- make a public statement. We're Until you change your law, we will never come back, so quit submitting your applications. 
Yeah, that's the only thing that's going to take that. The only thing I can imagine working is somebody being like, we officially are pulling out Mm -hmm. this money. That's really what it represents. Mm -hmm. This money um, from your community. Because people stop back when people when billions of dollars leave states. And people lose jobs and people like that. That trumps this bullshit. I don't care nothing about you being gay if I lose my motherfucking job. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Indiana, a health emergency is declared in Indiana over HIV outbreak. Um, seven new cases reported in January um, uh, was when the uh, concerning uptake started. Now there's at least 80 new cases of HIV that are reported in a county that typically sees around five cases each year. Goddamn. Um, the thing is, a lot of these people in this particular county, Scott County, has a population of 24,000. Um, it's, it's a place where a lot of drug use is happening. Uh, the diagnosis so far have been traced to intravenous drug use with the virus likely spreading as people shared infected needles. He said those affected had illegally used Opana, a prescription pain medication. A handful of cases have been preliminarily diagnosed but not fully confirmed yet. Governor Pence, a Republican, said that he had long opposed needle exchanges, but that after meeting with federal advisors, he decided to allow a short-term program in Scott County. Yeah. So it's almost like the terrible thing has to happen before you realize sense. Like, oh, maybe we need needle exchange programs so these people don't get AIDS. Oh, Nine. Um, by the way, isn't it kind of funny that... Um, uh, isn't it kind of funny that whenever something bad happens, um, like a drought in California, it's because of all the sin and debauchery and the gays. But um, Indiana passes a law that allows people to discriminate against gays, and then everybody caught catching HIV. Right. Where's Reverend Falwell over this one? You know what I mean? Where's the 700 Club to declare that this is because discrimination might be wrong? You know, a, a natural outbreak happened. But uh, I guess that's, that's fine. Not the same in their book, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, there's people suspect that there might be an unusual amount of cheating at Stanford University, Stanford, California. Uh, an unusual, an unusually high number of students at Stanford University are suspected of cheating during the most recent term, putting faculty members and administrators of the prestigious institution on alert. University Provost John Echtemendi, I don't know how you pronounce that, Echtemendi, uh, Mindy, uh, sent a letter to faculty members highlighting that he, what he called troubling allegations that stem from a smattering of concerns from a number of winter courses. Um, students said students themselves are cheating and risk severe consequences. All new students are told of the university's honor code and agree to abide by, he said. But with the ease of technology and the widespread sharing that is now part of the collaborative culture, he's, he wrote, students need to recognize and be reminded that it is dishonest to appropriate the work of others. <coughs> yeah, they just forgot. That's the problem. Whoops. My bad. Didn't mean to copy everybody's test. University spokeswoman Lisa Lappin declined to discuss details with newspapers such as course or grade level of the students, but she said such concerns are routine. Oh, oh, they're routine. So, okay. Right. Uh, and Apparently, uh, a lot of people getting these degrees cheating. Some people do, and some people 
do it the right way. And this is one of those things where I've talked to people that have went to larger universities and not all, but someone would tell you like some fields of certain professors, they was like, nah, dog. They was like, it's too much. They was like, it's unrealistic for you to expect certain things. So they was like, that's what we do. And you know, copy papers, rearrange things. You no know, professor never changes certain tests. They tests are always the same. You know, and when you're in a, a class population of, you know, 20,000 in the class, you know, professor don't teach. You actually have a lot of times student aides teaching the class. And, and not that everybody does this, but percentage of the population does do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 83 students violated the honor code last year. These are the ones that get called, but a lot of people never get called. In the most recent term, the newspaper reported that one instructor released 20% of students in a large introductory course may have cheated. What's the point of going to college, man? Paying all that money. Just going to cheat through it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why, not all, but that's why some people graduate and they fucking dumb as rocks. And you were like, um, how, how, and it's how Stanford. did you get this job? It's Stanford. Like, people expect these people to be lawyers, doctors and shit. Right. They're going to be fucking people up. Yes, they are. Like, uh, you're not supposed to connect my arm to my lung, dog. Oh, shit. I must have copied the wrong part of the test. Um... Let's see what else is happening. Wait, where did this go? I thought I had this story. Did it go? I had a positive story. Give me one second. I might have misplaced it. Oh, yeah. Michelle Obama says black girls rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle Obama mixed her message of education for girls with one of empowerment for black women declaring black girls rock at the annual awards show of the same name. The first lady wasn't one of the honorees Saturday night but was the most heralded participant at the fifth annual event. It honored Jada Pinkett Smith, Erica Badu, Cicely Tyson, Ava DuVernay, Nadia Lopez, and Helene Gale. Uh, Obama told the audience, which included many young black girls, to ignore voices that suggested they were not good enough. She she celebrated the achievement of three young black women, also honored, and said education was a key to their success. Obama went to Princeton and Harvard. She said she wouldn't be where she was had she not taken her studies seriously and implored young black people to do the same. Don't cheat like them people at Stanford. So, yeah, Michelle Obama went up there and, and, and told them black girls they rock, man. That's a positive story. Okay, Karen, never mind. Uh, next story. It is. You know I love me some Michelle Obama. Um, let's get back. And they were showing, oh, I'm sorry, Nettie. They were showing pictures of, like, other people. And everybody looked gorgeous. Jerry Pika had a picture of her, her mama, and they dumbled. They looked like identical twins. <laughs> yeah, it was cool to see uh, Jill Scott was there looking good. Mm, all them big old bitties and that afro was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It, like, except for that yeah. one time, uh, yeah. defending Bill Cosby, she still bae. Shh, we ain't going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And um, Eugenia Monet was beautiful in her dress too. Yeah. Now let's get more back to negative stuff. That was a more that was your positive story. Let's do a couple more negatives. Uh, American Apparel apparently went on Instagram, and uh, the clothing manufacturer uh, American Apparel denied responsibility for a casting call email that asked for real models, not Instagram hoes or thoughts. <laughs> so I really wanted to come out here. And end the show by applauding American Apparel for firing their CEO and founder who has long had a reputation as a serial sexual harasser. 
but I just can't do it. I've always felt a little bit conflicted about American Apparel. On the one hand, they've been a moral leader against sweatshops and have proven that you can profitably make and sell clothes in the U.S. They've backed immigration reform and marriage equality, and they've called for a global minimum wage for garment workers. But then there's their founder, Dove Charney, and Charney has been facing lawsuits and accusations of sexual harassment for years. Wow. According to allegations in a termination Get letter that job. was obtained by BuzzFeed mm -hmm. and authenticated by their new co-chairman, he paid off employees to keep his bad behavior from coming to light. <gasps> he made offensive remarks to people based on their gender, religion, or sexual orientation, and he allowed an employee to post revenge porn nude photos of one of the former employees who sued him for sexual harassment. So after years of wow. bad behavior American Apparel, you have finally decided to turf him. Wait, what took you so long? Right. I just cannot bring myself to give you props when it was so plainly obvious to anyone with a halfway functioning moral compass that Charney had to go. Now USA Today reports that Charney is fighting his firing in an SEC filing. Charney says that the termination is without merit. Oh, this video is so old. We, I feel like we talked about this dude on the show before. But uh, I think they just linked any video to this article, which is not what this is about. Anyway, the article, uh, this, so the, after they got rid of this dude, uh, I think they even brought him back. But anyway, after they got rid oh, of him, Lord. Um, they basically... Uh, tweeted uh put on instagram they're looking for real models not instagram hoes or thoughts the company is going through a rebranding image so we'll be so we'll be shooting models moving forward real models not instagram hoes or thoughts the original message read thoughts is a slang term for hoes and posting the posting led models to speak out against the retailer which was which is now stated the message was sent by a casting agency without its permission the text provided information for a casting call on march 18th at a warehouse in alameda california uh, Photogenics, a, a Los Angeles-based modeling and fashion agency, allegedly sent the email. Cynthia Erland, Senior Vice President of Marketing for American Apparel, told MSNBC, the email came as a surprise to her company. We were not aware of the email Photogenics planned to send and went, and want to reiterate that its content does not reflect our core values, nor did I communicate that we are rebranding the company. We plan to maintain the DNA of the brand. She wrote in an email to MSNBC on Friday. So, yeah, man, um, that's awesome. On Tuesday, they posted a photograph and a caption of Facebook seemingly addressing the issue. This is American Apparel, always has been and always will be. We love all our models, all shapes and sizes, hashtag we love diversity, hashtag we love you all. As long as you're not a hoe. As long as you're not a thought or Instagram hoe. Okay. Uh, so, this is funny. Uh, yeah, you know, pissed off all these, uh, models and shit. But American Apparel is one of those things where it's mostly, uh, skinny ass, tall white women. Right. So I feel like a lot of, like when they say, like, we love diversity, we love you all, it's like, y'all ain't gonna put no fat models up there. Come on now. Y'all ain't, ain't working with too many black models. Come on, mm -mm, man. Not unless they have the same uh, statute as the, the, the women, the other uh, women that you normally work with. And uh, I guess my biggest thing, I think them and Banana Republic and like a few others, they're all in that same genre where I don't really shop there. To me, my personal opinion, you cost too much for the shit that I'm paying for. I'm not paying $67, 80 for, for some shit that it ain't nothing spectacular or special about, the, about whatever I'm buying in here. I'm buying it just because of a name. Nope. 
Taraji P. Henson apologized uh, to Glendale police for her racial profiling claims. We covered that on uh, the show last week, and she's mm-hmm. taking it back. Oh. I would like to publicly apologize to the officer in the Glendale Police Department. A mother's job is not easy, and neither is a police officer's. Sometimes as humans, we overreact without gathering all the facts. As a mother in this case, I overreacted for that. I apologize. Thank you to that officer for being kind to my son. Love, Taraji P. Henson. Oh, so did something happen or not? Uh, she said, she just said he got pulled over and that's why he wasn't going to USC. She was going to send him to Howard. Um, now I don't know. She going to send him to there now? I don't know. Oh, and, and then, uh, she used the hashtag turn a negative into a positive when she posted it. Hmm. So, um, you know, during a recent interview with Uptown Magazine, she claimed a 20 year old son, Marcel, was racially profiled during a trip to USC. Uh, then he's at University of Southern California, the school that I was going to transfer him to when police stopped him for having his hands in his pockets, she said. Henson alleges that her experience was so alarming that it swayed her decision to send Marcel to a historically black college, her alma mater, Howard University, in Washington, D.C. over USC. So guess where he's going? Howard University. I'm not paying 50 k so I can so I can't sleep at night wondering, is this the night my son's going to get racially profiled on campus? Um. So the Department of Public Safety Director John Thomas later responded, revealing that Henson, Henson's claims were very disturbing as he himself has been a victim of racial profiling. I was deeply disturbed to read news reports about a prospective student who felt profiled on, the, on or near campus because of his race. We encourage reporting of allegations of bias, and I hope for the opportunity to have a conversation with the young man and his mother. I would like to look into this matter further and better understand who was involved and what took place. As someone who personally experienced racial profiling as a teenager, I have a stake in learning more about this incident and doing all I can to reach a just resolution. It is not clear to me which police departments were involved. Any allegation of bias or unequal treatment by university officers would trigger an investigation that I would supervise along with the officers with the University Office of Equity and Diversity. It is my expectation that of the university... Uh, that our department uh, and that of the university that our department uphold the highest standards of constitutional policing, accord, affording equal rights and respect to all persons, he said. So maybe they talked and worked it out, you know. That's, that's a possibility, too. And also, I think for I do understand what she's saying, but to an extent, I guess from her perspective, she was like, God damn it, this is the last time. You know what I'm saying? It's like my child constantly gets harassed. Like, I'm just tired of it. And like, I, I won't deal with it no more. Neither will he. Yeah. I mean, it could be it, man. I don't know. It's it's very difficult to just assume. Correct. And that's the, that's the difficulties with racial profiling and stuff like that is that you often get caught up where you're like, am I assuming this when it didn't happen? And. You know, did her son tell her the truth? You know, did correct? It could be a number of factors, or it could just be you know they apologize. Who knows? But that may have been what she wanted. Cause a lot of times you don't even get that much. They be like, "Fuck you." Mm-hmm. Question is, what happens if she's not Taraji P Henson? Right. You know, would that's, anybody that's even question. give a care? Um, a college professor professor offered to give students a passing grade. In exchange for sex. Oh. Yep. Uh, he attempted to extort a female student uh, in exchange for oral sex. Wait, hold on. That's not true. 
Wait, he allegedly attempted to extort sex from a female student. Sorry, the link to that article was wrong. In exchange for a good grade. According to ABC 13, Lisa Mims was on the verge of failing her computer science class at Prairie View A&M. Mims went to her professor, J.D. Oliver, with hopes of getting extra credit assignments that would boost her grade. However, Mills said Oliver, 76. Oh, old man balls. Oh. He had other things on his mind. During a one oh, meeting at I the this dick. Oh. During one meeting at the class, Mills claimed that Oliver walked up to her and began grabbing her breasts. He then told her that she could get an A in class if she met him at a hotel. Let him rub them gray pubes all on you. Oliver purchased a room at the Best Western and invited Mims to give him a visit. Mims agreed and arrived at the hotel shortly thereafter. But when Oliver opened the door to his hotel, Mims was flanked by her boyfriend and two other male friends. Mims said that Oliver asked her what could be done to make this situation go away. Once so she showed up in her boyfriend and other people with them? She, I think... Um, oh, did she come with her boyfriend and some other people? Yeah, she okay. brought them with her. Once Mims and her friends left the hotel, Oliver called police and filed a complaint saying he, he was robbed of his car keys, cell phone, money, and credit cards. He also told police that Mims attempted to extort $9,000 from him. Wow. Oliver eventually filed a lawsuit against Mims, and she returned the favor by filing a lawsuit against him. Oliver has since been fired from Prairie View A&M. Good. So, yeah, sound like the tables got turned. He couldn't handle it. He had to call right. the police. Right, because I really do think that he expected her to come up alone. She bought uh, basically other people as witnesses, and basically he knew nothing was going to go down. Got mad and was like, I didn't buy this room for nothing. Fuck you, bitch. All right, they robbed me. What 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 fucking job was she going to do? What, like, he was just going to give her an A when she failed the fucking course. Like, she was just going to be somebody's computer programmer? All right, right. And I can, I guarantee you didn't the first time he did this. He's yeah. done this before. Um, so apparently you fuck the knowledge into somebody. You either know it or you don't. Right. Yeah. No amount of blowjobs going to fix that. Mm-mm, What's he going to, she's going to be sucking his dick and he's going to be like, all right, let's go over basic. Mm-mm. So the run prompt is going to be, oh, oh, oh. going your uterus, but it don't go to your brain. Um, on Tuesday, German wings flight nine, five, two, five crashed into the French Alps under mysterious circumstances, killing all 150 people on board. Two days later, French prosecutors announced that the plane had intentionally been destroyed by its co-pilot. Audio from the cockpit captured the sounds of passenger screams just before the moment of impact, suggesting perhaps they were unaware of their imminent collision uh, until the final seconds. Uh, here's what we know about the flight, its passenger and crew. The man who deliberately crashed it into and the man who deliberately crashed it into a mountain. Tuesday morning, a Dusseldorf-bound German Wings flight disappeared over the French Alps 40 minutes after taking off from Barcelona. Authorities later d- determined that shortly after reaching its cruising altitude, the aircraft descended rapidly for eight minutes before crashing into a remote area. The plane's wreckage included a damaged black box, was discovered later that day. There were no survivors. Yeah, according, uh, some people were saying, like, uh, my boy was like, man, how can you, um, say that, uh, it, why would it take so long for the plane to crash? Eight minutes of descending, but it sounds like he must have had it descending at a steady level so that people would not be shocked and surprised. Right. He didn't have it going at, because if you go like uh, straight down, right, yeah. you're going to flag. 
by Wednesday night, French investigators had determined that the French, the flight's co-pilot, Andres Lubitz, had locked the captain out of the cockpit just after the plane hit cruising altitude. Lubitz then allegedly disabled the flight's autopilot and began an eight-minute-long descent into the French Alps. Uh, Bryce Robin, the French prosecutor, said the captain f- tried multiple times to re-enter the cockpit. Investigators heard violent knocking on the black boxes recording as the captain rapped on the door several times without response oh. before eventually attempting to break it down just before the plane crashed. <gasps> Robin, Robin said uh, passengers began screaming. I think the victims realized just at the last moment, he stated. The, oh. the 27-year-old pilot was a German citizen who lived with his parents, according to AFP. Uh, he reportedly kept a flat in Dusseldorf, the city to which the flight was traveling when it crashed. Yeah, now that's the number one sign. You still live with your parents, but you a flight, you, you a pilot at 27. And my thing is, uh, from my understanding, they said that they just changed it where uh, because of terrorists, they have it where if you're on the outside, you can't get in it. Well, that's that's not just change. That that's been a change that happened a very long time ago. Yes. Where they changed the cockpit because of nine eleven. That that you can't yeah. get back into the cockpit. Uh, you can't get into the cockpit. Period. Because you know you basically those terrorists had box cutters and were planning on getting in there and killing those pilots and crashing those planes. That's true, but shouldn't there be something uh, somewhere that could? Well, imagine that a pilot does get out for some reason to use the bathroom. And That's true. now I get a hold happened. of him and I have his keys and I get back yeah. in and kill the other pilot. Yeah, a key, a code. Well, yeah, even with the code, you can force somebody to give you the code. Right. So I'm not saying, by the way, I, I think what happened is we just became overly cautious. Right. Because I don't it, think that any of this is necessarily required. It's just this is to make people feel safe. And this is another flaw in the safety protocols because when you deal with somebody who's not afraid to die, you actually really can't do anything. Right, and it's one of those things where it's like, well, goddamn, that like it's like, okay, he locked him out, and then that was it. It's like, fuck it, you just cannot get back in. If that's the case, put a goddamn restroom in the cockpit. Uh, he started flying in his team. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, technically, that dude probably could have just killed the the pilot that's and still true. crashed into it. You know, correct. Uh, Lewis started flying in his teens. Um, he was when he obtained a glider's pilot's license and joined the gliders club in Montabor, according to Pete Rooker, a member of the club. Rooker told CBS News that Lubis began training as Lufthansa pilot in 2008, uh, shortly after graduating from college prep school. He was officially hired as a pilot in uh, German wings uh, in September 2013 after five years of training and 630 hours of flight experience at the time of the crash. Nobody wondered why he was trying to crash it in the simulator. He was happy he had the job with German Wings. He was doing well. He gave off a good feeling, said Rooker. Lubis was a completely normal guy, according to Klaus Racky, another member of the Gliders Club. I got to know him, or should I say reacquainted with him, as a very nice, fun, and polite young man. Yeah, I love when they have nothing but good stuff to say about the guy. Uh, <laughs> they must the right people. Yeah, you know. Let's ask uh, 150 families how they feel. Lubitz spent time uh, training in the United States, according to CBS News. For four months in 2010, he reportedly trained at a flight school in Arizona. He was last in the U.S. in the fall of 2014 on a crew visa. He was an avid runner who competed in local races and had competed in half marathons. Uh, he expressed an interest in pop music and nightclubs on his Facebook page. Seemed like a pretty good guy. I don't know. 
Uh, so the co-pilot qualified as a pilot in 2008. He first worked as a steward and then became a first officer co-pilot in 2013. He took a break in his training six years ago. Then he did the test again and he was deemed fit to fly. Um, so he has no link to terrorism. They were saying, uh, then they went down to the victims and all this stuff. But, uh, that was like an initial report. Mm-hmm. Later stuff came out that apparently, he had been diagnosed with like some mental issues, mm-hmm. a sickness. He had suffering from psychosomatic disorder. That's say he just broke up with it. his girlfriend. Just broke up with him. Oh, his girlfriend had just broke up with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that poor guy. Man, yeah. just feel so sorry for him. Right. And yeah. according to German paper Die Welt, uh, authorities found clear signs of serious psychomatic illness when searching the home of Andreas Lubitz. What were you gonna say? I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no! I'm about to say, uh, them families, uh, that airline is going to cough up a lot of money because my family member dying now. Oh, you, oh, you paying me? Why do white pilots and only white pilots have to have mental disorders? African planes for Africans. <laughs> quote an un to quoting an unnamed senior investigator. Uh, D. Welch says that Lewis appeared to have suffered from severe depression. A strong subjective burnout syndrome, receiving treatment from several neurologists and psychiatrists before this week's deadly crash. And this is one of those things, because it's the stigma of mental illness. How do you keep this guy out of a cockpit if, I mean, I'm assuming not everybody that's has seen a psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever has, you know, um, has, you know, has crashed a plane. Correct. Or hurt someone. Right. Not to mention, uh, that stuff probably covered by doctor patient privilege. Like mm-hmm. probably can't just like call somebody's work and be like, he can't fly a plane today nope. or whatever. You probably can only tell the patient that. And then it's up to them to go, okay, I won't fly the plane. But if they don't listen, what do you do? The new report follows similar stories from the New York times and Wall Street journal. Also citing unnamed officials whose papers reported that Lewis was being treated for depression with prescription drugs, a condition he concealed from his employer and sought treatment for potentially psychosomatic vision problem. On Sunday, uh, they found a handwritten doc, they found handwritten documents in his apartment revealing the pilot was experiencing deep stress over his eye issues, believing they threatened the future of his dream career. So he was like, psychosomatic is basically like a mental thing where like, I throw up because I think about certain things or, oh, okay. I, you know, so it's not necessarily like they can't find a physical cause for it. Mm-hmm. But now like his vision was, was apparently going because of some, some other reason mentally. Um, according to wall street journal, investigators found a note written by his neurophysicist, phys- phys- like neuropsychologist, excusing him for work for several days, including the day of the crash. Oh, so he had no business flying anyway. Nope. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That whoever owned that airlines is getting ready to pay. Well, yeah, I don't know how you, I don't know how you fix that. I don't know how you defeat that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, other, other than as the uh, employer, you, he just cost you a lot of goddamn money. You lost a plane, people died, you lost two pallets, all over, over some stupid shit. They ain't gonna have to turn around and spend billions of dollars to pay these people back. Mm hmm. Uh, now back to some good news. DreamWorks Home gets 
uh beats get hard at the box office with 54 million dollars good i think that the main character in that is rihanna that's who does the voice to me uh-huh that little black girl uh dreamworks animated alien adventure home beat out the will ferrell kevin hart comedy get hard at the box office but both films debuted strongly according to studio estimates sunday home opened at 54 million dollars giving dreamworks animation a much needed hit jeffrey katzenberg studio has struggled recently but better than expected debut of home with a voice cast led by rihanna and jim parsons give dreamworks a welcome lift yes uh the thing about it is that it, it, it just looks so cute like and one thing I give them credit about is that I haven't seen the movie, but one thing I do give them credit about is that they're doing a lot of non-traditional type of things uh, as far as, like, their characters and things like that. Um, I don't know if this is the first one, but, you know, she's not a princess, you know, so it's just a regular black a black or brown girl who um, goes goes on these adventures. Like, I don't know the storyline on the plot. Now, I, I want to go see it. I think it's going to be a very, very, very good movie. All right, maybe we'll go see it after the show. Um, one of the things I did think was uh, kind of funny, though, is I saw a Happy Meal uh, toy, like a picture of all the toys you can get in the Happy Meals right now. Mm-hmm. Why did they have all the little creatures and no toys of the little girl? And she's the main character. Right. I was yeah. like, really? Yeah, fuck you, McDonald's. This that's Sism. Right, because it's one of them things where you let this be a Disney princess or somebody like that, and you not have uh, a Belle or one of them uh, Disney princesses. People have uh, fucking had a fit. Mm-hmm. So, But because yeah. she brown, people just gloss over that shit. But they got that, they got that money. They did, though. So, and, you know, get hard. I haven't heard any reviews of that. So yeah, I'm assuming it's bad. Uh, let's get back to some more bad news. Ellen Powell lost her blockbuster g- g- gender discrimination lawsuit. Uh, every single count of it. How is that possible? Uh, I mean, we read some of the stuff. Uh, when I read it, I didn't feel like it was open and shut case, but she didn't win any of it. Uh, she's a former client of Perkins Caulfield and Byers junior partner who sued the high-powered Silicon Valley venture capital firm for gender discrimination after she was allegedly sexually harassed, targeted for revenge by a former lover, and passed over for uh, for a promotion. She lost on each each of the suit's four counts Friday. The fourth count, determining whether she had been fired as retribution for filing her lawsuit, was briefly up in the air. The initial vote was 8-4, which is not a sufficient majority. The judge sent the jury back for further deliberation. Two hours later, they made their decision in favor of Kleiner. Powell, currently the interim CEO of Reddit, had had claimed she experienced blatant discrimination over a period of years, and others in the company retaliated against her for reporting it. Kleiner Perkins argued that Powell, who had an, who has an engineering degree from Princeton and an MBA from and a JD from Harvard, didn't possess leadership skills and genetic makeup to be a VC, and was better suited as support staff. A diverse group of jurors decided Powell's gender and her decision. Uh, Powell's gender and her decision to report Ajit Nazir as a fellow Kleiner partner and former lover for allegedly retaliating at work after her after she broke off their sexual relationship was not the reason she was denied a promotion that could have been worth millions I wonder how diverse this group really was I don't know yes we're leaving it up to the author's definition of diverse and I guess we don't know correct yeah but yeah she lost that suit man um I saw this video. Uh, a guy 
tase his girlfriend after finding out that she's cheating on him. Oh. Fuck all these people. I don't know. There's a lot of people in this room. Oh, you can stop. Stop that. Mm-mm. Yeah, let's start beating him up. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear that. I'm sorry. Yep. So apparently found out that she was cheating and decided that uh he could uh that it was okay to tase her. Um and that is not one of the uses of the taser I agree with. Obviously, um better than the gun. Cause I'm glad nobody had to die in that situation. But um feel like that's gotta be some type of illegal. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. And I'll press fucking charges against him. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, what other bad news we have? Because uh, more bad shit continues to happen because of humanity. Uh, ex GOP official blames threats against his wife on cough medicine. <laughs> I went completely crazy after taking it. Oh, the day quill did it, night quill did it, their flu. Which one be blaming this on? A former high ranking South Carolina Republican official who was detained Thursday night after allegedly threatening his wife says he was under the influence of a prescribed cough medicine at the time. Tim Kincannon, uh, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Todd Kincannon, a Columbia attorney and former executive director of the South Carolina Republican Party, was accused of threatening his wife while refusing to let her out of his car. According to a report from the Lexington County Sheriff's Department, according to the police report, Kincannon's wife, uh, Ashley Suzanne Griffith, told a deputy, why don't they have the same last name? That's weird. <laughs> Um, told a deputy. Well, she might have not changed her name. You know, yeah. Uh, people do that. They get married and keep their uh, uh, some women keep their maiden names. Yeah, but I mean, as a Republican that beats his wife, you think she would have to take his last name? Mm-hmm. Uh, told a deputy <laughs> that there had been an altercation in a Chick Fil A parking lot where gay people are not welcome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, stated that she asked to get out of their car after her husband began screaming at her, saying she hit him repeatedly. As she, as he accelerated when she tried to escape in her statement, she said King Cannon also threatened to kill himself if she left the vehicle. In the police report, Griffin states that her husband saw a police vehicle and freaked out, saying he would drive the car into a concrete barrier if the cops came involved. Although King Cannon denied grabbing his wife and threatening her, the deputy called for an EMS unit to check on him because she stated that he had threatened to kill himself. King Cannon was then transported to Lexington Medical Center for further evaluation and was later released. In a statement to the city paper, King Cannon blamed the blow-up on the medication he was taking for upper respiratory infection, saying it made him erratic. I'm the kind of guy who never goes to the doctor I finally went, was prescribed something called benzonate for my cough. I'd never taken it before, took it the first time last night, Basically, I went completely crazy after taking it. I don't even remember any of it. I don't believe that. People take medications all you know, the time. You don't believe it, King? Think you might be lying? Mm-hmm. I wonder what the side effects are for it. Uh, do not use if you are allergic to any ingredient of benzonate or to related medicines. Contact your doctor, okay? It's used for cough, relieving cough, okay? Uh, safety information. Side effects. 
constipation, dizziness, drowsiness, headache, nasal congestion, nausea, upset stomach. Okay, that's reasonable. Severe allergic reactions such as rash or hives, bizarre behavior, confusion, and hallucination. So maybe that's why he was having some bizarre behavior, confusion, and hallucinations, Karen. Mm. There you go. Uh, so maybe he's telling the truth. My behavior was way out of character and erratic, and she was afraid of her safety and mine. He went on to explain he was diagnosed with an allergic reaction to benzenotate. Apparently, a very small percentage of people go absolutely nuts when they take the stuff, and I'm apparently in that very small percentage. I had calmed down by the time I got to the LMC, and they left me let me go after a brief evaluation. Well, you know what, Karen? I believe him. Okay. Yeah, I believe him. Unless he did it again or there's a history of this. Um, I, I, I believe him. Oh, wait a minute. He also has an infamous, uh, he's also infamous for his offensive comments on Twitter. Oh, he's a tea party troll. Brain, you blame that on the medication too? And he goes on misogynistic anti-Wendy Davis Twitter rant. Hmm. Wendy Davis has done even more damage to modern feminism than Monica Lewinsky playing human humidor with Bill Clinton in the Oval Office. Wendy Davis stimulates the knee pad economy and a lot of penises. Hell is Wendy Davis. She's a politician in Texas that was running for office there. Okay. Uh, the real prize would be pictures of her raising her kids. Someone said, he said, LOL, you know there ain't no such thing. In other news, Wendy Davis took a short break from blowing campaign contributors today to condemn remarks made by Mike Huckabee. Retweet oh. at Larry Thompson. Real men have respect. Spineless bitches talk shit online. LOL, nobody has any respect for Wendy Davis, not even Wendy Davis. Uh, let me tell you something, man. Now I don't think now I don't think it was the medicine. I think it just brought out the real him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shame on his wife for staying with him after he said all that bullshit. Cause, you know, I, oh, cause he ain't hating your ass. He don't. He just hate regular women that suck dick. Do you suck his dick? Cause he don't respect you. Ain't that the truth? Cause that apparently he doesn't respect dick suckers out here in this game. Mm-hmm. And I'll never allow that to go unchallenged. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Cause I'm trying to tell you, you said something crazy like that for the black guy who tis LLC. We might have some issues. Mm-hmm. And then you gonna kick me out the car? Talking about I'm, I'm on this medicine. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Medicine, my ass. Yeah. Um, this is just a weird story. A Boston house was rigged to explode when someone turned the lights on. Oh. Yeah, they got lucky. Electricity conducting a pre-sale inspection of a Massachusetts home discovered the entire house was rigged to explode when someone flipped a particular light switch. Uh-uh. How did they find that out? I guess when they did the Well, test. you have to, remember, you have to pay to have all these tests when you sell and buy a house. And they had an electrician come in and inspect the home. And uh, so I guess paying for all those inspections is good for uh, something. The electrician was like, uh-uh, there's something wrong with this socket. Oh, shit, what is this? Investigators are apparently searching for a group of people who recently vacated the home. Those people who had been renting from the homeowner reportedly called 911 last week to complain that someone had plugged the home drains with cement. Boston bomb specialists had oh, to just... Oh, oh. mm-hmm. Plug the homes? Drains Drain. with cement. Someone, yeah, some random person outside of the film did this. That's what they were saying. Okay. Boston bomb specials had to disarm the house Tuesday, a process that took several hours. 
uh police spokesperson wouldn't describe the explosive mechanism but said it had been meticulously wired through the walls to a particular light switch we believe the intention was that if someone had flipped the light switch on where it ended the device would have exploded shit whoever whoever wired the house had malicious intent and told reporters everyone connected with the home is currently a suspect yes they are yeah that's that's, that's everybody wild. is a suspect yeah man because this is what this one in here before y'all got this house before y'all rented it out mm-hmm. who was who you have to pay that you got to be is some i would hate to be like a uh electrician that like happened to live there but didn't have shit to do with this because you're the number one suspect yeah they don't have no idea who really did it right um fortune here's some good news fortune magazine put together a list of the world's greatest leaders okay and they named uh some people from ferguson mm-hmm. uh in, in there uh janetta lz and d ray davis uh aka netta on twitter mm-hmm. i think that's how you pronounce it because this is a lot of t's she followed me and i really want to say it's net stuff but i'm not sure that's how it's spelled yes. that's correct you that's know. how it's spelled <laughs> you know i i have not cleared that pronunciation with her um, me either that's how i spell it but i feel like it's uh a whole lot of a whole lot let me see yeah it's okay it's net ah i believe it's how you pronounce it mm-hmm. um but uh it was funny because remember when oprah was like i'm waiting on some leadership to arise out of there and everybody was like well if you're paying any fucking attention there are some names out there mm-hmm. um you know now i don't know that they necessarily want to be defined that way i you know it's a lot of everything's kind of on the ground level i think mm-hmm. you know but they've been doing some work they've been speaking they've been uh Traveling and stuff. Yeah, yeah they've been doing a lot of stuff so um yeah they responded on twitter d-ray says humbled and honored to be included with hashtag fortune in the hashtag fortune leaders list with netta uh and then she responded the fortune list is major uh embarrassed smiley face but they still killing us maybe it's the hood in me but they still killing niggas like 1667 <laughs> so she ain't never gonna stop uh leading like, yeah think i'm glad about this list but uh th- this list ain't gonna stop <clears throat> folks from dying yeah so but you know it's good that they're getting <clears throat> some shine from that and recognize yes because that means the movement gets shine too correct <clears throat> so yeah fortune leaders list <clears throat> let's see what other uh news we have uh a groom tried to drown himself after seeing his ugly ass bride for the first time <clears throat> yep <laughs> now we've, we've seen some uh things so other there's been some other stories that we haven't covered like there was a bride in india who left her groom because he failed a math test <laughs> at the wedding what the hell did they ask him she asked him a basic math t- question you know, a way of measuring intelligence. Um, she said, uh, what would 15 plus 6 be? What's the answer to that, Karen? 15 plus 6. Oh, you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I, you know what? I'm leaving, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving your ass, too. <laughs> it's 21. Okay, 21. Yes. Well, he said the answer was 17. Oh, no, no. That's incorrect. 
Yeah. So. Oh, I didn't answer because I was like, "Is you, you asking me?" Mm-hmm. Sure, that's what it was. I know you had to pick out the calculator on your laptop. I did not. <laughs> so yeah, the the family. What, what you think I'm about here counting my fingers and toes? Yep. The family had lied about the education. Uh, so she decided no, she would not marry him. Uh, another one, the guy had a seizure, an epileptic fit during the wedding and, uh, she canceled her wedding. Uh, it was, it was, uh, she was very upset that, you know, they hid his medical history. Well, here, the guy, Kang Hu, was apparently so disgusted after seeing his bride for the first time, he attempted to drown himself. Oh. Dramatic much? I feel bad about what happened. But when I saw her, she wasn't what I expected. I realized she would be bad for my image, he reportedly said. <laughs> it was claimed that the 33-year-old stunned guest when he apologized to Brad Nasung 30, to Bride Nasung 30, uh, after saying she was too ugly before the wedding. Damn, that's cold. That's I'm sorry, you too ugly. He hadn't been able to get a glimpse of her because it was an arranged marriage which he was forced into. Hours after the cancel ceremony, he was apparently spotted lying face down in the river. He was unconscious. I thought he was dead. Uh, they took photos of the rescue. He was rushed to the hospital where doctors said he was in stable condition. Man. <laughs> oh, poor thing. She just took out that thing like uh, Jamie Foxx and uh, he used to be Wanda on Living Color. Living Color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i forget his tagline like how you doing or something anyway um or is that wendy williams tagline i don't know they don't sound the same they kind of both are the same person right uh msnbc apologizes for a comment uh made on the air by a guest um you know no stranger to controversy jamila lemieux uh, she was a guest on now with Alex Wagner and they had a conversation about GOP presidential candidate, Ted Cruz's statement that he became a country music fan directly after nine 11. So she made a joke. Nothing says let's go kill some Muslims like country music. Oh, fresh from Lynchburg, Virginia. Cause that's where he was coming from. Uh, someone who obviously does not want to be a polarizing candidate. He wants to bring people together. I mean, really that's absurd. Well, they everybody laughed because it was funny. And then MSNBC had to go and apologize. You wonder why? On 9-11. So on 9-11, I didn't like how rock music responded. And country music collectively, the way they responded, it resonated with me. And I have to say, it just as a gut level. I had an emotional reaction that says, these are my people. And so ever since 2001, I listen to country music. And joining me now, editor-at-large of Salon, Joan oh. Walsh, senior editor at Ebony.com, uh, Jamila Lemieux, and former RNC chairman, Michael Steele. Uh, tremendous panel. Jamila, what's he talking about? Nothing says, let's go kill some Muslims like country music. <laughs> fresh, from, fresh from Lynchburg, Virginia. <laughs> Someone who obviously does not want to be a polarizing candidate no. to bring people together. Obviously. I mean, really? Country, I mean, it, it, it's that's absurd. Well, but I mean, there's plenty of country music that doesn't have that message, right? I guess part of the question, Joan, is whether 
his musical taste should be determined by foreign policy events, terrorism, however terrible. I mean, Welcome back, and we have a programming note. A few minutes ago on this show, a guest made a comment about country music. That comment was not appropriate, and we want to be clear, this network does not condone it. We also now... I wonder why. Maybe because a large percentage of the population fuck with that? MSNBC has no fucking backbone. That's why. It's, yeah. an, obvious, it's an obvious joke. Yeah, that's one thing about them that kind of gives them my goddamn nerves. They back down on every fucking thing. And I'm not saying this out of like loyalty to Jamil or anything um uh i just think msnbc does this constantly they did it with melissa harris perry mm -hmm. like they like they constantly go that, back and they're like well oh, oh, humor we're afraid of that as liberals run someone made a joke maybe one person doesn't get it let's eat our own devour them mm -hmm. you know what i mean and, and i think it's cowardly to not apologize like to like wait till she gone which almost makes it seem like you definitely did something wrong. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like, you know, maybe, and maybe they did ask her and she said she wouldn't, which if she did, I applaud her because fuck them. I wouldn't apologize either. You know what I mean? Like it's not, uh, they're so fucking uptight about any joke. And maybe it's because a lot of the left, like they make a come almost like a, uh, it's almost like an industry to kind of like criticize and tear things down and to be like, this joke I didn't like, and this is why it's not funny, and this is how it's really going to hurt someone's feeling. And I get it because there's a lot of different perspectives and there's a lot of diversity in the left, but either make all your shows like just not even try to make any jokes, make it all just news all the time. Correct. Or let people, you know, let people breathe a little bit because I don't think anybody watching that literally went, yes, country music is about killing Muslims. She was saying it ironically. You know what I mean? At best, it was. You know, sarcastic and ironic. It wasn't a like call to ban country music or anything like that. Mm -hmm. She even made the joke about the Lynchburg, Virginia thing. Like it, that's crazy. But yeah, keep going, keep doing a great job, MSNBC. Like I, I'm assuming the checks must be good, but I that's the kind of shit that makes you be like, I'm not coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And or as a viewer, I'm not watching this shit. Right. I can't tell you the last time I've watched anything on that channel. And on top of that, that's one thing that makes me say, yeah, this is one reason why y'all, we want to stay independent because we don't have anybody to answer to. Yeah. Meanwhile, we got to apologize for N-words in a rap song because frat boys are literally being racist talking about hanging niggers, right? Like black people need to take that out to music, even though there was country music that was very anti-Muslim at the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Um... But you know what's funny to me is people act like they get, everyone's getting so confused over black people saying the N-word. Oh, you say nigga, so obviously They're not confused. it's confusing white people into being racist. How many songs, and of course, if, if black people didn't use it, black white people will stop being racist. That's not true either. How, how many songs is, is wet back in? How many songs is spick in? You know, how, how many rap songs did... uh? Do we have to get, get for y'all to call people sad niggers? Racism is racism. It's not related to anything we do. <laughs> like That's the reason that it's unreasonable is because it has not related to, it's not a reaction to black people. Racism is a reaction to the existence of blackness, period. Right. In any way, shape, form, or fashion. And with or without that music, these words are going to be used. Right. 
but like i said and i don't say like i said i don't even say that as like on some like jamila lemieux stand type shit like she got me blocked on twitter i don't know why but she got me blocked on twitter a long time ago um this is just on some like for the principle of the shit you know what i mean like this Mm -hmm. just straight up on the principle of it that's ridiculous and when they did the mhp i thought it was ridiculous so i don't fuck with that that's why i don't fuck with that channel man me either i won't even watch that shit man i mean i know they try to be diverse but anytime i'm tired of seeing black people having to apologize for shit that they didn't do nothing wrong sorry but i'm not sorry nope um what else oh speaking of nbc nbc news put this headline out there last night cyberbullians got a new target big companies and they basically said that um fucking starbucks got cyberbullied because of the race together campaign Mm-hmm. Do they know the definition of cyberbullying? I mean, like, did you did you couldn't have googled that? Did you write this article doing Gamergate? Did you write this article about feminism, feminists being harassed? Did you? Those mm-hmm. people were being cyberbullied, right? Right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was this article then? Yeah. Like, I also go racist frat cyberbullied off of campus. Ferguson Police Department cyberbullied by the Department of Justice in report detailing racial profiling. <laughs> NBC News cyberbullied for saying Starbucks was cyberbullied when they weren't. We don't know what that means. Apparently they don't know the definition of the word. Darren Sharper cyberbullied by nine in the nine year prison sentence by nine of his victims. <laughs> Phil Cosby cyberbullied. By 50 women. Yeah. Cyberbully NBC and they vaginas for Cyberbully uh, Starbucks. Y'all don't get the whole fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. And this is also part of the, which is so funny. It's it's also part of the narrative that corporations are people, and they're not goddamn people. They're not people. They're not people. The 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 thing about this is that individual people are completely different from a corporation. A corporation does not have no ethics code. A lot of times they they do shit that's best for the fucking company. A lot of times what's best for the company is not best for individuals because they don't give a fuck about the individual people because you treat it as a whole unit. They're about profits. They have to they have to um account to um uh people investors and and all this shit. It is not an individual person. I can't go to a corporation and ask you, well, you can, but you shouldn't have a belief system because you're a fucking corporation. Give me your money, Starbucks. I want your lunch money. Right. Give it up. Um, what's funny is, uh, like this quote, back in the day of the madman era, companies had complete control over messages and what consumers were able to see, said marketing expert Renee Richardson. Do, Gas- Gosling. Do she know what happened in the madman era? How right. women didn't have no rights. They drunk, they drank and smoked and, and sexism and all kinds of shit. Racism, all public. Okay. A professor at MIT Sloan School of Management in an interview. That control is not going away, but the pendulum is swinging towards co-creation and co-control. Let me tell you what really happened. People didn't like the messages they got then. Right. The problem was there was no outlet for marginalized people or people who were upset over this stuff. Mm-mm. You just had to deal with it. Now there is. 
that's the difference that's it there's no major difference other than that simple change before there was no uh you know there was nothing you could do you know like hey black people think that this ad is racist but doesn't that it's not like black people looked at blackface ads and shit in the in the magazine and went well that's not racist no we just didn't have twitter we didn't have tv we didn't have access to media so it was just we suffered in silence and of course in arrogance the kind of person that wasn't offended would go people weren't offended these that's why you always hear people go it was so great back in the day no it wasn't great for everybody back in the day it's just the people that didn't have it great didn't have a means to say anything right and you could gloss across it yeah so yeah starbucks you know just haphazardly tried to patronize on the basis of race i watched saturday night live last night and uh they had a really funny skit uh that was like pep boys watched the race together ad and came up with their own ad about let's have uh uh, uh, talks about gender and sexual orientation oh do you have it or no i mean i can get it but it was just so funny because it was like you know it, it just hit the, I mean, I don't even think the, it was like the funniest ad, but it just kind of made up the point, uh, or just kind of pointed fun at the fact that, um, uh, that, uh, that, that people don't want this shit. Like I didn't come to Pep Boys to talk about LGBTQ no. communities. I just came to get my brakes worked on. And right. now we're having this conversation with a person that's obviously not qualified for this conversation and not educated in it. Right. So that like, and this it's a funny point to make. And I, and you know, I think that's what people were saying and maybe it helped some people get it, but that's what people were basically saying about the, um, I don't know why that one's not playing, but that's what people were basically saying about the race together campaign, which is like, nah, man, this isn't genuine. Race Together campaign, which encouraged baristas all across the country to start a dialogue with their customers about race. It was a way to open minds and share thoughts all over coffee. And we think Starbucks is on the right track. So we at Pep Boys are starting a conversation too. This month, all Pep Boys mechanics are encouraged to start a dialogue with you, the customer, about gender and sexual identity. As part of Pep Boys' new Gender Flex campaign. Listen, I support whatever people want to do. Like if you're a guy and you want to be a girl, that's great. But me personally, I could never cut off my. Because if we don't talk about these issues, who will? I got a question for you. You're gay, right? Yes, I am. So, are you allowed to say, like, that's gay? I guess I can. Oh, man, you are so lucky. He gets to say that's gay. Oh, so lucky. Our mechanics are ready to start a conversation with you about complex intersex issues. If you got both parts down there, then be proud. If I had both... I'd be doing myself all day long. Please go get my car. You know what my favorite show is? Ellen. That's important because she used to be a man. No, she didn't. Yes, she did. No, she didn't. Yeah, she was a man. Will you go get my car? Because Pet Boys knows that the only thing more important than your car is taking the time to gender flex. I think my cousin's kid got born wrong. Uh Uh-huh. Well, not wrong, because that's the thing, you know. It's it's not wrong if it's right to him. Okay. Anyway... Your car's total. What? <laughs> or girls. Or the third kind, where you're both. So do I need new breakfast or? Yeah. So, like I said, I didn't find it to be the funniest thing, but 
it proved the point that I, the people are like, um, look, motherfucker, uh, I, my break work's done. Like, uh, we talking about shit that's irrelevant to why I showed up here today. Right. And I think that's what a lot of black people have been trying, or people in general have been trying to say about. Yeah. Cause a lot of the people. race together things, you know, a lot of people are like, you're bullying people because don't you realize that they're just trying to help? And you're like, that's not the point. You can't help this way. <clears throat> I saw a video of a guy beating up a white dude on like a bus or a train mm-hmm. um, uh, because cause he sat next to him and he was like, what you think about Mike Brown? And whatever the guy's answer was, he just started beating the guy up, punching him. He knocked him out. Oh. There's a black dude that knocked out the white dude. And I was thinking, I put that, I tweeted that out. And now not, I don't think anybody retweeted this shit, but I, re- I tweeted that video out and I put hashtag race together. Oh Lord. Cause I was like, yeah, this is why people don't want to have a conversation. Correct. Not, everybody's not trained for this racial conversation. That everybody keeps talking about. We need to have, you know, and what do you do when you're confronted with just straight up racism? You know? <laughs> right. There's no conversation that can fix. You know, that can fix that shit. So Yeah, we, we would ask that you walk away, but you can't guarantee everybody's gonna walk away. Yeah. But that my favorite skit of the the night was actually um Saturday Night Live had a, a skit of uh Bambi uh starring the rock. Everybody said the rock did great. Yeah, uh, athletes always do great on there. That's what they say. You know, because for the most part athletes uh you know athletes don't have to worry about trying to be funny uh, unlike you know so many other people athletes don't come on there with their own ideas they just follow the cues and do what the writers say <gasps> anyway th- i can't show this in the chat but this is funny has brought the magic back by turning your favorite animated classics into live action hits and in 2016 disney brings you the biggest remake yet a dude posting a hunting sign who the hell are you <laughs> a baby oh shit <laughs> comes a new disney classic on overdrive bambi why did he hop out of a hot ride car, though? Yes. Baby hopped out. Buzzing caps. Mm-hmm. Double-fisting guns. Starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Bambi. When I was a boy, they took away my mother. <laughs> now it's time for them to pay. Dearly. <laughs> <laughs> And when he said they took my mother, you know how they have like the stuffed deer up on the wall. So it was like flashback to like a little boy screaming with like uh, deer ears with a stuffed uh, deer on the wall. Yeah, y'all just got to go look this one up. Why do they call you Thumper? Because I'm always thumping. You always what? I'm always thumping. Yeah, yeah, it's always something, huh? No, I'm always Tyrese Gibson is flower. I smell bad, but I look good. Woo! Oh, Lord. Rodriguez is Feline, a.k.a. the girl bandit. The 
call themselves Tanglewood. They're a hunting club, and they kill for sport. Like it or not, we're part of the game. Me, you, and all our forest friends. I ain't got friends. I got a herd. It's a suicide mission. Well, if we're going out, we're going out together. One last ride. A butterfly landed on his nose. Aww. What's the matter? Never seen a deer in the headlights. <laughs> Where are they? What do you see them? Give me a sign. Here's the sign. Deer crossing mother. <laughs> Bambi, featuring the new single from Ludacris, Wham Bam Bambi. Wham Bam Bambi. Disney Bambi. Um, oh, that do sound like so shitty would come out with, but that is hilarious. You guys got to go see that because yeah, it's my more one. visual, but it's just one of those things where they bust in there and just started shooting out of hunters. Mm-hmm. Uh, an old uh, ex-Old Miss student was indicted for hanging a noose on an integration statue. The NBC News reports a former University of Mississippi student was indicted Friday on federal civil rights charges for allegedly hanging a rope and a flag featuring the Confederate battle flag around the neck of a statue of James Meredith, the university's first black student. Yeah, we talked about this. That's not racist, though. Talked about this years, uh, maybe a year or two ago. Yeah, everybody gonna have, everything gonna have two sides. Graham Philip Harris, which sounds like a racist name, G R A E M E, who spells like that other than racist, was indicted by a grand jury on the charge of conspiracy to violate civil rights and using a threat of force to intimidate African American students because of their race or color. The Department of Justice said the rope and an old version of the Georgia state flag, which displayed the crossbars. And stars used it as a battle flag by the South during the Civil War was placed around the neck of the statue in the early morning hours of February 16, 2014. Meredith was the first black student after the university was desegregated in 1962. This shameful and ignorant act is an insult to all Americans and a violation of our most strongly held values. U.S. Attorney Eric Holder said in a statement, no one should ever be made to feel threatened or intimidated because of what they look like or who they are. A spokesman for the university said Harris withdrew from Ole Miss in the spring of 2014, not long after the incident. There were others involved. The Department of Justice said three members of the University of Mississippi, Sigma Phi Epsilon chapter, another frat, were thought to have hanged the rope and flag around the statue. They have never been named, but the National Fraternity suspended the chapter and expelled the three members from the organization a week after the incident. Sigma Phi Epsilon CEO Brian C. Warren Jr. said it was embarrassing and that they were even members. Department of Justice said the investigation is ongoing. Good, they got one. You know. Uh, all right, let's go to the next story. Um, Good. Yep. Uh, Vin Diesel says the Oscars are weighted against action films. And he's right. Then he said, I, guess, "I agree." Then he said that uh, Fast and Furious Seven should be the. Uh, movie of the year and 
some other stupid shit that, nah, I, don't that I don't agree with but i do agree with that statement because that's that's why batman will never win that's why the avengers would never win like they might win on some other shit but they're not gonna win for like the big 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 stuff because for some reason a lot of the people who vote which a lot of them are older and they don't give a fuck about comic books they don't give a fuck about action movies like i said some obscure shit that three people watch and that's the movie of the year and you're like get the fuck out of here yeah, uh, I'll tell you like this though. Um, like I, I fought, you know, I, my friend Andrew, uh, who I used to do Shield Cast with, um, uh, I don't know if he still does Cinema Fix or not, but he was on Twitter tweeting about how he doesn't, how the success of Marvel's movie franchise is actually going to make movies worse because other franchises are going to do whatever. And he was actually against the Marvel franchise, even if it was doing it well. And I'm like, this is the problem with a lot of film critics. You're just anti-popularity. You're anti a certain type of film, period. It does, like, right. it's not even about quality. You're just anti, like, he's just, he's anti-franchise. You know, like, if it's done well, what's, what would it matter? Why does it need to, why, you know, why would you want to not see that? You know, why deprive many, many, many fans who do want to see that of that because you're so upset or whatever? And I feel like that's what, by bigger extension, is why uh, it's the same thing that the Oscars do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very much weighted against a certain type of film out of, like, a weird moral compass that the majority of the world does not agree with. But it's a way for these people to hold themselves above everybody else by having this opinion that like oh no i'm above being thrilled by a, a movie with explosions and fun and guns and shit no no i always you know it's always the same type of movies that get nominated every fucking year for the academy and it's one of the reasons that it's so white it's one of the reasons that it's so pretentious it's one of the reasons that the films typically that don't make that much money it's it's and it's kind of sad to see them fall into the same predictable patterns and consider that to be taste but Really, it's just your preference, and that's it. Yeah, and also, to me, that also affects, when you're looking at it, how um, certain, some movies don't even be like, fuck it, we're not even going to let the critics view it. They was like, you know what, we just going out. And the movies that don't get, um, that, that critics don't get the review first, critics have a problem. I think, didn't, didn't Transformers come out with, like, no trailer? I mean, like, no reviews? Like, isn't it one of the few movies that they was like, they didn't even review it? No, they did no previews, I think. Right. So basically they had no screeners. That's what that's what I meant, screeners. This is one of those things where screen, and screeners are like stuff that me and Roger get in the mail. You get to watch, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, months and weeks and sometimes days. Before. No, no, not those kind of screeners. Like you go to the theater, you watch the movie. Yes. That. Okay, okay, okay. They, they just didn't do that because they were like, fuck it. What does it matter what y'all think? Right. You're going to shit on the movie no matter what and it's going to make more money than God, so... You know, and I think a lot of times the critics are cowards. The reason they criticize those movies is because they know they will be successful without them. And they feel like I can take a shot at this and up my critic cred without actually um, having said anything. When actual a controversial opinion from a critic would be liking a very popular movie. Like, you know, um, it's just typical of them, you know, like to to, to be like. Oh, I liked Transformers would be like the most controversial thing a critic could say. You know, meanwhile, millions of Americans and millions of people overseas actually do like those movies. Right. And that's one thing where I, we've talked about this before, but it's a huge disconnect between critics and like actual fake people that go to the movies 
it's a huge disconnect. It's like y'all don't really represent the mass. Y'all do represent a small percentage, but y'all don't represent the masses. It's like um, when it comes to like uh, a lot of these franchise movies, they make billions of dollars. People love them. People enjoy them. People go and have a good time. It's almost like I go to the movies to have a good time. I, 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 go, I go about what was my experience. I don't, and I, and I don't know, it's just frustrating. It's like, when it comes to critics, they do have a purpose, but you can spend so much time critiquing, you don't even enjoy the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, uh, anyway, I hate that shit, you know. Me too, and, and it really, really makes me mad, and that has a lot to do with, with why we do our, our spinoff shows and nerd off and all that stuff, because that's the shit we get tired of. Yeah, I get that there's a certain type of nerd, and I've learned to tolerate these people through Twitter and shit, because you really have to. There's a certain type of person, not even nerd, whatever, that just, like, their enjoyment is tearing stuff down a bit. It is kind of getting in there and criticizing things and finding each and everything that was wrong with something. And, you know, and that's kind of how they get their fix or that's, the, you know, that's how they state their enjoyment. And it's how they bond with other people that are into that thing. I don't. Mm-mm. You know, I'm I'm kind of the opposite of that. Yep. I'm more of a, I'm very supportive and vocally supportive of something. And if I don't like it, I'll just stop watching it. Me too. Or, um, you know, like, I don't like, or if I don't like something, it's like, if you see me complain about something, more than likely, I just don't like it. Right. As opposed to, oh no, I'm a fan of blank, but I also am going to talk shit about this thing. Like, it's just, and it's just my personal preference. I'm not trying to change anybody else's mind if that's the thing they're into, but it's a big turnoff for me. And I think, uh, a lot of these critics are like that, you know, where it's like, they, you know, I, uh, people enjoy, a lot of stuff and then they still need to pick it apart and find what's wrong with it you know what i mean it's like oh i like guardians of the galaxy but this is what's wrong with it and i'm i'm not that type of person i'm more of a like i enjoyed it so fuck it that's kind of the end of it and i and you know and i'll hear out your issues i'll be like all right yeah i guess that could be a thing but at the end of the day if i don't care i'm not i can't pretend that i don't enjoy this thing anymore like i do right right and 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 for me i'm very simple when it comes to those things i yes i can think critically about movies and things like that but once the movie stops i go wasn't entertained yes and no it's it's that simple to me i don't you know it's other things once i sit back and reflect on it i'll start you know critiquing things because mm-hmm. you can critique things you can't even critique things that you like but it's just one of those things where for a lot of people it's it, it not everybody that critiques things um does it come from an angry place? But for a lot of people, it comes from an angry place. I'm not mad like that. So for me, I'm like, nope, ain't got time for that. Yeah, it's not even about anger for me. I just don't, I, I just don't consume me- media that way. Like if I enjoy Game of Thrones, I'm not the kind of person to be like, that episode was terrible. And let me tell you the things that were wrong. I'm, I'm the kind of person to be like, well, maybe it's building up towards something else or what. Like I, I don't have that, you know, feeling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people do it, and I don't know that it's from anger. I just think they really do. Like, that's just how they view stuff is these are the things that's wrong with it. And, you know, a lot of times I feel like it's a stretch. But, um, you know, I think it's just a different way to to view stuff. Um, But anyway, um, SAE Fraternity is back in the news uh, because they finally figured out where they learned that racist chant from. At a national leadership event. Of course. Now, man, you said this when the shit first came out. I told you it's like 
stepping in black sororities and fraternities is some tra- is tradition like this is what we do mm-hmm. this is this this is some shit that you have to learn how to do to be a part and so i was like you don't sing that song to that level with that comfort if this was not something that you were taught Yep, in a document obtained by the Huffington Post, the university concluded that the students learned the song on a cruise organized by the National SAE office four years ago. Fraternity members brought the racist song back to the OU chapter, the university investigation found, and over time it was taught the pledges as part of the formal and informal pledge process. The document said that the song was widely, uh, widely known and became part of the institutionalized culture of the chapter. So hmm, I'm yep. not shocked nor, or shocked nor surprised. And it's one of these things when a lot of this stuff broke out, people that are no longer with the organization was like, hey, I, I quit or I'm stopped joining or I, you know, did it. I'm not no longer a member because, yeah, that song, we know that song. People were actually coming out and go, well, we know that song in all across the country. Like, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. So, yep, SAE back in the news, dog. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let me see if there was any other stuff. Um, uh, talked about that Vin Diesel thing. Uh, no, that's, that's terrible news. And that's terrible news. I think I might've run out of uh, good news here. Uh, I say we might have to, might have to let me refresh this yeah, real quick. Might to have see to start going and looking for good news. No, no, I would never do that. No. <laughs> Either, either it comes to us naturally or not at all. That's true. Um, oh, uh, here's, here's some bad news. Half of Atlanta's newly diagnosed HIV t- patients have AIDS. Yep. So by the time you even get checked out, you already got full-blown AIDS. Atlanta's ranked number five among U.S. cities when it comes to the rates of diagnosis of HIV. Experts say that's because routine HIV testing is not offered in places where most people get their health care. By the time patients are diagnosed in Atlanta, almost one-third have advanced clinical AIDS. Since starting a routine testing program in 2013, Grady Hospital has diagnosed an average two or three patients every single day. Indiana declared a state of emergency because they had 80 cases in a year. Think about that. Uh, this is something that happened that keeps me awake at night, uh, in Atlanta, said Dr. Abigail Hankin Wee. Uh, she runs Grady's Focus HIV testing program. Especially if you care about people. Mm hmm. It's the only emergency department in the city that offers an HIV test to every patient, regardless of why they came in. Oh, so they don't have like, um, like little mini transports to kind of go around and test people, huh? Maybe. Or if they do, they don't have enough to cover all the areas that they need to go to. Yeah, I'm not I'm not able to say with any certainty. Uh, there's at least 50 places where you can get tested in the Atlanta area. Uh, despite that, there, there are patients who aren't going to get those tests, and they aren't going to go for a decade. Uh, it takes about 8 to 10 years for untreated HIV to advance to clinical AIDS. Wow. wow. About a third of people who find out they're positive fall into this category of late diagnosis. Wow, and and I've actually had like talked to and overheard just ignorant ass family members and and other people that I've talked to, 
and was like, I'm not going to get tested. If I got it, I'd rather just drop dead. And I'm looking like, um, well, you want to extend your life? You know, you can now live with it now. Like, you know, Magic Johnson got cured. Like, um, wouldn't you want to know? Mm-hmm. But you have a lot of people that are very ignorant. And they were like, I just don't tell me. I'm like, wow. Yep. Um, our massive group out there who are not tested are folks uh, out there who don't who often don't have primary care physicians because they're young and there's not a need for that and no insurance and they, if they did not wish to become a primary to have a primary care physician, there are plenty of other reasons people don't get tested. Experts say stigma, extreme poverty, fear of positive diagnosis, transportation. Even people th- might think they're not at risk because they're in a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, that's uh. There's some bad news for you if you live in ATL. Um, let's get back to some other news. Uh, stretchy fabric, no underwire or padding, and real women as models. The feminist lingerie is not meant to be sexy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Rather than burning her bra and uh, an entrepreneur fed up with sexualized underwear in stores, was inspired to design her own range that suited her feminist ideals. Uh, Hyatt Rachi uh, used her life savings to found British lingerie brand Neon Moon to provide stylish underwear for women of all shapes and sizes. The first collection called Mon Dieu uh, offers simple sporty looking sets with which are free from cleavage boosting padding or wiring. Uh, by the way, here's a picture of her uh, in her uh, her and her friend in lingerie. Now, I personally think they look very attractive, but you know, obviously, this is different than other, you know, than a lot of other clothes where it's like push up the bra, push up the titties this way, smush together this ass. You know, uh, it looks very comfortable. Yes, it does. But I personally find comfort to be kind of sexy. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. At least I do. Like, I think a lot, and I think a lot of men are like that. I don't like, I think a lot of times that, not, not that there's anything against or, I just think there's a negative connotation or whatever that men are constantly looking for shit that I don't think we really are. I just think there's a perception that we are. Like, all men, like, push them titties up and, you know do this and do that and and a lot of times i don't think men are really necessarily into that shit you know like a lot of women think uh yoga pants are lazy and whatnot and a lot of dudes are like nothing hotter than a woman in yoga pants you know uh you know i've seen women say like uh you know whenever i go and i'm looking terrible and i just go to the store with my jogging pants on and some you know my hair wrapped up man that's when dudes want to holler at me i'm like Probably because you fucking look comfortable. Like, you don't look like you're presenting. You look approachable to them at that moment. Right. Because they don't feel like, oh, I'm so intimidated. She's obviously out here looking for a certain type of dude. It's like at that moment, it's like, oh, yeah, I might be able to say something to her. Now, I'm not saying everybody should, but just saying. That's probably, that psychology has something to do with it, I think. Right. And it has a lot to do with, for dudes that actually live at home, like, with a woman or you're around a woman, a lot of times when women get home, they take that shit off. They take off bras and pants and shit because you're like, oh, this shit is so god fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that she uh, it also helped that she fine. You know, that don't hurt. 
um but yeah i i think a lot of times that happens like there's an assumption that that men are anti-comfort and what under like i've never talked to a dude who's like man she ain't got no underwear in her bra come on now women would be like that yeah i think that's more of a woman right. thing to have that that thing yeah my mama like that when it comes to like oh, old school girdles and shit like that mm, fucking girdle but my mama's like that like you guess what you gonna watch it wiggle and jiggle today fuck you yeah you know um like uh so so back to the article um the lingerie which comes in chartreuse orange and black is made with from sustainable bamboo fabric rather than lace and satin because it molds to the wearer's body and has antibacterial properties on her fundraising kickstarter ratchet wrote not everything is about being sexy or being objectified for the male gaze explaining why she felt driven to design the line she said i found it difficult to find a lingerie brand that shared the same ethos as myself empowerment body confidence and non-objectification of women so instead of succumbing to body shame and sexualized objectifying lingerie on the market i used my frustration to start my own brand neon moon with the support of the prince's trust after being accepted on the Onto the charity's year-long enterprise program, Rachi received mentorship and professional advice for free to develop her product. In the brand's promotional imagery, the two models certainly seem empowered, uh, lounging around the house in neon moon underwear. Uh, the well, and the, you know, the other thing too is for some women, they just want to feel sexy for themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily about like a man needs to be around to see this or some women would, what will a man see, you know, think when he sees me in my underwear. Some women are like that regardless. Right. right. I think some women, you know, will feel that way, period. You know, and there's really not much you can do about it. But yeah, I guess, you know, there's not very many options for people that are like, I'm just, you know, want to put on some comfortable clothes. Now, I personally just think it's kind of branding, right? Like there's clothes like this. I know I've seen women in them. Mm-hmm. but they just don't call them lingerie correct you know uh the women look smiling and healthy and sport natural bodies rather than catwalk models ultra slim line shape uh yeah i always wonder how much of that is men and how much of that is uh specifically you know that industry you know because a lot of gay dudes run that fashion industry a lot of women run the fashion industry is it really important that somebody be 93 pounds and six foot seven to model a pair of underwear no no i don't even watch the victoria's secret shit Mm -mm. i think a lot of guys don't because we're like first of all there's porn right second of all these necessarily aren't everybody's cup of tea right and you like they don't have no curves they they like pencils out there with with fucking feathers just dumb yeah so you know I, i don't know man um what else did they say uh the women look smiling okay they are really vibrant and fun words to pronounce. Uh, underwear styles such as Francophile sounding words like cuckoo, boff, talk, talk, and non. The, uh, it says, uh, which works well with vibrant colors and bras and knickers. The entrepreneur launched a Kickstarter campaign for Neon Moon, which ends April 10th and has already exceeded its 5,000 euro target with 165 backers. Rachel explains the brand story in the accompanying video with lingerie detail shots panning over her creations, a behind the scenes look at the promotional shoot and girls pledging their support to her campaign. So anyway, man, I just thought that was a cool story. Yeah, kudos, you know. and kudos to her. Yeah. You know, and I mean, obviously it's a branding thing to, you know, feminist lingerie, you know, 
Um, yeah, it don't even have to be that. Just long, fucking lingerie. Just something comfortable. Yeah, I, I think it's just like, it just look comfortable underwear. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that, you know, I don't know if you have to label it lingerie or not, you know. Mm-hmm. I Get think those just clothes. Underwear. Yeah, there's a lot of clothes like this out there already, but yeah, whatever. Whatever makes you happy, I'm happy. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, um, matter of fact, let's just, uh, get to some more good news. Uh, the Empire, there's an Empire parody video that people say will have you in tears. Okay. Only thing is, you don't watch Empire, so I don't know if you'll get it, but people kept sending this to me, so I hope it's good. I haven't even watched it yet. Um, I'll put it in the chat. Everybody else can see it. From the director that shows domestic violence at its best, at its best, comes a new tale about a family struggle to maintain power in the music industry and domestic violence. Started selling drugs when I was nine years old. I couldn't even spell (laughs) drugs, but it was the music that kept me warm when I was sleeping. I couldn't even spell drugs. Uh, (laughs) I love how bad the wigs are. Oh, they're terrible. Yes. Been in the streets. I was a battle rapper. I rap for Lunchables. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's beatbox. Lunchables. You have ALS. Why do they just have a mannequin with shades on in this video? <laughs> uh, How long do I have to live, Doc? Three years. I'd like to go ahead and nominate CBS, NBC, and TNT to come out with a non-stereotypical black sitcom. Woo, let's go! I want Empire. <laughs> Welcome to the ALS Challenge. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I to be here way after this perm is gone. Ooh. That's why I'm... <laughs> <laughs> after the perm is gone. Yeah, well, I like the reaction, side, uh, reaction shot of the gay son. They have to I'm be like, overly Ooh. gay. Ew. I'm going to start training one of you to be the heir to this throne. Lucius Lyon will have to choose from the rapper's son. Boy, who you fooling? You ain't worked a day in your life. Well, damn. We'll never say that to Jaden. Just putting my business out there, huh? The son that draws in a large demographic. Your sexuality is your choice, son, not the network. If Fox is going to pay me to be gay, then I'm going to be gay. And the son that has a <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. In business management, but still somehow isn't an obvious choice. But wait, we're just getting started. I've been locked up like Chris Brown for 17 years. Oh, no. I don't look that old. <laughs> she got on my company, Lucius. She came in on a bike. <laughs> you seem to forget it was my $400,000 that got this all started, and I want half my company back. Oh, you want 100%? 100%. We rehearsed this. God. Or do you want to be a king? You're not my real mom. You just here because the show needed more conflict. And more lights can be. Academy Award nominee Taraji P. Hansen. Academy Award nominee Terrence Howard. And more lights can be. Coming this winter to Fox is Hustle and Flow 2. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
Are you sure, Empire? I mean, have you seen Hustle and Flow? Because I'm telling you, this looks just like it. Why don't you, you get it? it? Okay, it, it's Empire, people. That's the name. You better watch your mouth. Listen to me, Jordan. Oh, that was cute. Uh, that was cute. All right, so let's get into our segments then. Now that we've uh, gotten all that out of the way, um, it's time to talk about because uh, uh, I feel like we've been fucked with. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. A hundred talk- for everybody. Everybody, we're passing out the hundred dollar bills. Talk-, talk about that ball alert then. get into the choices snag a baller even if you're not a 10 that's number one number two young bird groupie tail number three plies sex groupie tail number four are you knowingly dating a deadbeat dad oh and number five inferior man complex why i could never date a man who makes less chat room why don't you pick between what was that? Uh, one, two, three, four, and five. Karen, you tally the votes, and uh, I'll provide some Jeopardy thinking music for everybody to get into. All right, number three. Three. Number three has it. That is Ply's sex groupie tail. So going back to Ply's, going back to the whale. All right. Uh, now this is bef- this is an old one, two thousand nine. Okay, I ran into Ply's. I feel like people run into Ply's. <laughs> yes, they do. At one of his shows, he had did in Miami like a year ago. He wasn't really famous like he is now. <laughs> So while he was doing the show, he was pulling girls up on stage with him. And being that I was in the front row, he pulled me up and started to sing, rap his hit. At the time, Shouty. Now, do you remember Shouty, Karen? I think I got an idea. Uh, Okay. Uh, you want to sing some of it? No, because I'll probably be wrong. Hey, what's happening, homie? Oh, that's what I thought. Shouty. Hey, man, I want you to tell about your Shouty, homie. 
So I remember that song. So like 30 minutes later, me and him got off the stage and I was, damn, he let us stay on stage 30 minutes. And as I went to leave, he grabbed me by my hand and asked me what my name was. So I told him Ashley. And as we got to talking, I saw a whole other side of him. So his dick side. So we got, so we got the laughing and talking about him, life and his brother that's locked up. So it was like the whole time he was talking, he was steady catching feelings. So his manager had came backstage and told him that he had another show to do. So we switched numbers and he said he'll call me. So later on that day, it was uh 10 30 PM and I had just got out the shower, getting ready to go to sleep until my phone went off. And as I looked at the number, it said plies and oh my God, I got the screaming like somebody was killing me so i had to picked up so i had picked up and he was talking for like 10 minutes and he asked me if i could come and since he's older than me he was like or is it past your bedtime how how young was she (laughs) jesus so i laughed and said yeah i could come over so i was like i'll be there in like an hour and out of nowhere he said no i don't want you to drive you too pretty for that just imagine everything spelled wrong. Nothing, none of this is spaced in oh, anything, guys. Okay. You too pretty for that. I'll have one of my homies come pick you up. So 30 minutes later, his homie pulled up. And as I was getting in, Plies was on the webcam. LOL, looking so cute on this laptop screen. So we start talking through web. Oh, through with no GH. But, okay. <laughs> through webcams. And she keeps spelling until with two L's. Okay. Well, what keep talking through webcams until I got there. And when I finally got there, he opened the door in his PJs, which is nothing but his B-ball shorts and some ankle socks. So he told me to come in and he closed the door and walked me into the living room. And oh my God, the way he had it set up. Oh my God. It was so pretty. So we said, was this just dictated to someone? So we sat down. Ah! And started talking, and the next thing oh, I know, what it is one big block of words. Yeah, he, like the series. She just said this the series. Oh, well, it's two thousand nine. No, no, no people. I don't know. People don't do indigenous cities. I mean, um, eleven, Perry, eleven eight got to clean these up, man. This is bad. Right, she must post them exactly how she gets. Yeah, it. come on, eleven eight. You got to add some some spacing or something. <laughs> right. I know he started kissing me in my hand to my neck so softly, so I started kissing him back. So he was. So he was. So he, so he, so we, so he, so we was kissing for five minutes and I was so, and I was so wet and he told me to lay on the couch on my back. So he started talking my, take, he started talking my shirts and pants (laughs) and my bra and oh my God. No spell check at all. Did the same person that wrote the Fantasia wrote this one? (laughs) 
he took my boy shorts off with his teeth and started softly kissing me from head to toe then he teased me for like three minutes with his tongue until he finally ate the pussy oh my god he had me running oh my god i was on mars lol and i didn't want to come back i mean the way he used his tongue is like ugh, amazing so <laughs> so anyway i flipped him over and started kissing and licking his body until i got to his dick so i always thought he was small but oh my god i was wrong his dick is about nine inches and not too thick when it's hard so he teased me so i teased him back until i started sucking and licking it and he really went crazy when i went around his dick head with the tip of my tongue so after that we did 69 for about 13 minutes no shit we should have a stopwatch right then he spread my legs and went deep oh my god it felt so good to the point where i was like zoomed out zoomed z-o-o-n i don't know if there's a different slang zoomed out like oh my god and his stroke game is on another planet and like every time i moaned in his ear he just went deeper and after 30 minutes he wanted to give me back shots but i was like i got something better so i started giving him a lap dance for about 10 minutes then i laid him on the floor and just did a split on his dick and he went nuts he started talking saying dang ain't no girl ever did that to me or on me before so then so the whole time he was talking moaning i was riding him smooth and fast and i started it right i start it riding him backwards for 20 minutes until he whispered in my ear asking me if he could give me back shots so i was like yeah so i've been over the table and started smacking my ass for a minute till he put it in oh my and oh my god he went hard oh my god plies giving give banging head and back shots and he don't play so he started talking dirty and freaky to me while he was giving me back shots fringing me so fringing me what the hell is that fringing me so after 40 minutes of that i rode him again until i came all over his dick and licked it off when he came again but this time together oh my god um um um, i don't know about you but uh this is a long ass sex session well she's about to get to that okay when we got done it was 7 43 (laughs) a.m to the minute she knew <laughs> and we both we both looked at our phones and saw we had made missed phone calls i think she means mad missed phone calls and he was like that was amazing we took a shower together after that we stayed in touch i became his girlfriend and on mondays when he was not busy me and him and he's and he's son go out to eat and catch a movie or something and since we've been together his sex got better he was his girlfriend it's his girlfriend uh comments shelly says did this bitch have a stopwatch while they were fucking because she is on it with the minute count i added up all these damn minutes and it only comes up to three hours i gave them an extra 30 so get back to the room that means they were done by 1 a.m damn she did the math i know someone will notice that there was no mention of condoms and after that after many groupie readings i now understand groupie logic as to why they don't use them we just met and instantly tasted each other's love juices so whatever disease you or i had is in my mouth sliding down my throat settling in my belly and running rampant through my bloodstream right so at that point 
uh, is the condom really necessary? I mean, sure, it may keep you from getting pregnant, but the real threat has already been released. Fringing? Does that mean fingering? Oh, is that what she was saying? Okay. Okay. I was so confused. He was fringing me. Uh, after that, after that, we stayed in touch. I became his girlfriend and on Mondays, well, he's not busy, me and him and his son go out to eat and catch a movie or something. And since we've been together, his sex got better. Blank fucking stare. Blank, blank. Official groupie, official groupie says SSE to the entire story. Um, uh, first off, he, he doesn't have a son. Ha ha ha. Therefore, the entire story is not credible. Second, enough with the OMG already. How old was she? Seems like something she made up in her head. I agree with Shelly. Did the bitch have a stopwatch? LOL. Little girl, bye. A town southern girl, a town southern girl says, Shelly, your reply had me rolling. Hell no to him not having a son. Oh my, oh God. That story was crazy though. How and why do people make shit up in their head? Talk about we became boyfriend and girlfriend and we only got out on, go out on Mondays. Well, he's not busy. Laugh my ass off and laugh my ass off one more time. Damn, that line was funny. Too bad this is made up because I wanted to read Ply story, the Ply story to see if it's true that most short, skinny country boys be packing. Nikki Nick said, laugh my fucking ass off, Shelly. Dag, I was waiting on Ply story too, shaking my head. Moving in silence says, sideward head lean. Hmm, I became his girlfriend on Mondays? Gucci Ma says, I... I've been waiting for Ply's groupie tale. I want this story to be real because it gives me hope for a good organizing when I sleep with him. Oh, Lord. Moni says, this bitch is lying. You became his girlfriend. He brought you around his son. He started catching feelings after talking for 15 minutes. Girl, bye. D-double-D says, she lie. I'm literally crying laughing for your comment. I know this is old, but it made my night. Ashley T says, laughing my ass off. Y'all comments had me rolling. I wish this story was true, though. I always love me some Ply's. Beautiful Brownie says, love flies. Too bad he's so small. Christine K says, he get pussy thrown at him all the time, but he fell in love with her. Girl, have several seats cracking the fuck up. Crystal Banks says, this story is trash. Get it together. (laughs) Get it together? (laughs) (laughs) They ain't got time for that. Samuel Farrar says, I want to meet him and hang out, LOL. So, uh, yeah, that's that's it for this group of tale. Um... And I think, you think it was made up or you think it was real? Oh, that sound made up. Yeah, me too. I mean, I mean, you got a goddamn stopwatch while you're fucking? Right. Something wrong with that. Read ain't shit on the rent out, bitch. I need a fast out, bitch. I need a fast out, bitch. I want a fast out, bitch. This your boy, you got it. I do great ain't shit. I'm the realest nigga walking. And this the remix. And I'm still out here looking for a five-star chick. When I catch her, I'm a blesser with a five-star kid. Three bunch of one hustle scene. Facing no sucker scene. It's a real nigga scene. Never fuck a buster. No, don't really damn excited. In the club, gon' fight her. She was born in the eight with the school in DC. Then to Texas, Tennessee. Fake Louis, that'll make it basic. It ain't a five star, it ain't a five star. Now I'm a five star bitch, cause I ain't that other bitch. I'm a been rich. About the money in the shoot game All I gotta do is Google Trina See the proof, man 
shows in a recession. They cars get declined, now they suffering the depression. While I'm spending meals, signing all kind of deals. I'm a five-star bitch. Eating five-star meals. All right, all right. It's time to play our other game. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist, mm-hmm. very racist. All right, story number one, Orange County, Florida. Oh, Florida. Orange County deputies arrested a man after they say he exposed themselves to a Wendy drive-thru, Wendy's drive-thru worker on Friday morning. <laughs> Yeah, he ordered a burger, but he was serving his hot dog, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, he was. They don't even serve him at Wendy's. Mm-hmm. I guess he was like make daddy a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> he ordered a chili, but gave her some balls. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Garrison, 23, has been charged with exposure of sexual organs in the incident at the Wendy's in Central, Flo- Central Florida Parkway. Deputy said Garrison drove up to the window and ordered a glass of water at 1 a.m. That's how you know he's going to show you his dick. Friday, when the window, when the worker opened the window, Garrison was touching himself inappropriately. Workers took pictures and video of the incident and called 911. Damn, how long was he there? Garrison was arrested um, by deputies and booked in the Orange County Jail. Guess the race of Mr. Nicholas Garrison. Check the chat room see what they believe. That was a short one. Um, one who keeps an emergency slice of cheese with him at all times. All right. The second one's not a race. So we'll let everybody else catch up. Um, yeah, I think it's a delay. White pothead said Damon Mac daddy and cheese sandwich. Make daddy a cheese sandwich. White, white, white. One who chanted at his frat, uh, white. Put that from under cheese on the sandwich, please. White, white says Chad. Well, the correct answer is, and all of you, speaker at the SAE Leadership Conference, all right, all of you got it wrong. He was, was black. black, y'all. He was black. <laughs> Boo to all of you. You're terrible people. You all get booze. Also, why is his face so mean? Boo to you, boo to you, and boo to you too. And yeah, he's his face looks very angry. Yeah, the drive-through flasher, just upset. Nah, oh, my dick. Like you must have had a mean face when he put his dick. Look at my dick. Arr. Um, let's see. Uh, police chase a suspect who says, "I had to see my girl before an arrest." Oh. Police have arrested a man who allegedly had open containers in his vehicle and drove away from officers in the chase from North Austin to South Austin before he because he wanted to see his girlfriend before going to jail. According to investigators, officers attempted to stop 23-year-old Jesse Frank Vasquez for driving down the interstate uh, without headlights on when he drove across the oh. concrete median and continued driving away. Uh, officers said Vasquez 
drove down i-35 he began throwing items out of the car swerving across various lanes of traffic and eventually exiting that riverside drive running several red lights as he drove down riverside police said vasquez served and swerved into oncoming tra- traffic and then continued driving and turned north on the frontier valley drive he pulled into an apartment complex his breath smelled like alcohol he had three li- three bottles of lone star beer in his car no, another star never even heard of that damn bill another officer discovered that vasquez had thrown a six-pack of lone star beer out of the car window as he drove down i-35 officers also believe he threw marijuana out the window but they could not recover everything thrown out the car vasquez told police he drove away from officers because he knew he was going to be arrested and wanted to make sure he saw his girlfriend before he went to jail i know i'm going away i had to see my girl he is charged with public intoxication, evading arrest, and multiple traffic offenses. Guess the race of Mr. F- Jesse Frank Vasquez. Let's see what they believe in the chat room. One with a water slide on his back, said Linda Brothers. Oh. He was stopped before he had a chance to drive back to the other side of the border, said Chuck Spears. His girlfriend was selling oranges on the interstate, so he drove by her. A, <laughs> a Latin lover, one who fits 10 people into his car and lives in a colorful house. Stinky Gonzalez, dumbest criminal in West Aaron's Arriba. Latino, Mexican, white Latino. The correct answer is, oh, what? Couldn't afford those equates, so he went Lone Star Mexican. Oh, and Leslie corrected it to Arriba, Arriba. The correct answer is that everybody got it right, Latino. And I'll put his picture in the chat because uh, I messed that one up. Hold on. Uh, this is what he looked like. Man. Now, is that love when you have to go see your girl before you know you're going to jail? Mm-mm. That's no? crazy. You wouldn't be flattered by that if he showed up at the house like, baby, I needed to see you. No, that's craziness. She probably was asleep anyway. Also, he was driving without his lights on, but he was driving dirty. Like, are you stupid? Right. Like you. They probably wouldn't even pay you no attention. You had your goddamn lights on. Yeah. Anyway. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points. Double the race. For a bonus round against the race. So far, everybody's one for one. Or one and one. Let's see how they do in the last round. Um, a Bronx woman is in trouble. So close. Because yes. she is so close to. Yet so far going, away. Yep, so far away from going to jail. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's in, she's in some trouble. She's posed as a real estate agent. And stole. Rentals in the Bronx. Police say a young woman is posing as a real estate agent and taking several rent deposits on one apartment that she has nothing to do with. A quick scam. Thousands Shit. of dollars gone. Michelle Charlesworth is at the apartment in the Morris Park section with much more. Michelle. Well, this is the bait that's behind me. It was a basement apartment. It was not up for rent. It was already rented. And the market rate on these things is about $1,100. But on Craigslist, in the scam ad, it was going for about $950. I just caught up with the innocent owner who was caught up in this. 
the people who were scammed, they got violence towards us, so we had to press, um, you know, a report or, over them. Um, yeah, they just were very angry about it. The apartment that was used to rip people off is this basement apartment on Van Nest Avenue, and the amounts collected and stolen were all bogus security deposits, 2850, 1900, and 1000. The problem is the money was real. This is the suspect. Police yes, say was. somehow got the key from a woman who was living here, showed the place, and collected the cash. We knew the lady that was that we rented it out to, but since that around that time, she never showed her face since then, so we're guessing she had something to do with it. Now, that's the woman who actually owns the apartment. She had nothing to do with this, she says. And uh, days after the people had their money taken, they started showing up with trucks full of everything they own, ready to move in. I fell back for them. They had tears in their eyes, and I couldn't do anything for them but say I'm sorry. Maria Hernandez, fiance, also an owner, did not want his face on camera. You should never pay cash for no apartment. You should know your realtor. You should be handed a, a card, and you should have an office where you go and visit the realtor before you go see the apartments. He says he cannot believe people keep falling for this. The apartment rents for 1100 but in the scam, it was going for 950 If it seems too good to be true, then it probably... It's a scam. It's definitely a scam to the election all right so guess the race we don't know her name but i do have her picture guess the race of the alleged uh thief uh rent thief that fooled all these people and they're giving their money up one who uses hair grease instead of hair gel one who washed cashing the checks at the check cashing place not the bank oh lord uh <laughs> i think he mean was uh, the South Bronx, South, South Bronx Latina rented the 116th of a house to that walking man in Detroit, black, white, Latina. Only a white devil could get away with this for so long. Black. They trusted this person. Pure cocaine, white, Carlita Mencia, oh. in, in, interstate citrus sales rep. <laughs> That's Leonard Brothers. Black. I'm with David. They don't give us money on GP. So at least, uh, Elisa saying uh, black as well. I mean, white as well. The correct answer is, is she was black. <laughs> Many of you missed it, though. Many missed it. audacity huh right and then how the people showed up but it was like um i'm sorry to tell y'all um y'all can't move in here mm-hmm. i couldn't even imagine trying to pull off that that type of crime like you just gotta be a complete you gotta be a g about yours man right and then cash mm-hmm. like don't nobody want that much fucking cash on them Mm-hmm. I have a question anybody when it comes to very very large transactions if you like cash only I'm like nope yeah. Uh, all right, man. Let's get into the sword ratchetness and we'll get out of here. Uh, where's my sword stuff? There we go. A man threatens his girlfriend with a sword and a hatchet 
a 28 year old palm coast man old florida threatened his girlfriend with a five and with a four and a half foot sword and at one point swung it into a banister gouging the wood after the two had an argument about midnight march 22nd when a deputy arrived at the house a witness came out and said the girlfriend was hiding in the house's master bedroom and that the man had calmed down and was in his bedroom additional deputies arrived and got myers out of the house then secured him his name is charles nicholas myers his girlfriend told a deputy that the couple had been out drinking at the black cloud when myers got drunk and became aggressive the girlfriend asked the witness to go home with them in case there was an issue she agreed and drove them home and myers was yelling at his girlfriend in the car see now i'm because i went out with y'all i'm involved in your sore ratchetness right i just wanted to watch the game when they, okay. when they got to the house, the two women began went into the living room, and Myers went into his bedroom and then exited his bedroom wielding a sword with approximately a four and a half foot blade above his head, and he started to walk towards the girlfriend while talking to her aggressively. A deputy oh, wrote, "That's never a good sign." The witness then stepped in front of Myers, according to the report, and he rested the black dull edge of the sword on her shoulder. She told him to put the sword away and calm down. Man, that's a friend. He then removed the sword from her shoulder and struck the banister, which was approximately two feet from her, with enough force to leave a noticeable gouge. Now, I'm not going to lie. If you was my friend, uh, I'm going to be headed out the door. I'll, just, I'll call the police for you. Myers returned to his room with his sword, and the two women went into another bedroom and locked the door. Myers tried to open it and leaned against it several times. The women told him they called 911. He disconnected the base of the cordless phone in the house. He then leaned on the door again and then began sliding the blades to a double-edged battle-style hatchet under the door. Uh, the girlfriend locked herself in the master bedroom. The fuck was she doing? Dating a beastmaster? This motherfucker got all these weapons and shit. <laughs> He <laughs> Conan uh, and called now. Level fifty, and she walking in there level twenty, thinking she gonna do something. Yeah, mm, don't work like that. You die. Pull out my hatchet of binding with plus fifty splash damage. <laughs> yeah, he looking at her and ran back, going ha 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 ha. Right when Myers kicked in the bedroom door, damn. The girlfriend told deputies she knew Myers had successfully gained entry into the bedroom, but did not know what was being said, and she was too scared to pay attention. She stayed inside the room and on the line with 911 operator until the deputies arrived. The witnesses told deputies that when Myers broke into the bedroom, he told her to leave and that he is not after her, but he wanted to kill his girlfriend. The witness talked with him in reference to his children, and upon him calming down, she gained possession of the weapon. What? She is a saint. She's like, what about your kids? I would have been like, oh, oh, you don't want to kill me? Well, shit then. Why ain't you say so, player? All right, hey, uh, I guess I won't be talking to you later. Um, y'all have a good night. Uh, was she a part of the, uh, what's this, uh, uh, role-playing game? Was she the part, you know, you know how you have some people, they like, save everybody's life. Was that her Her gift? Was like, she just come and be like, hey, oh, hey, no. don't kill everybody. She had plus. Plus 50 points for the whole team. <laughs> Plus, plus 100 negotiation skill. Right. Uh, when, then they arrested Myers on charge of aggravated assault, domestic violence, and took him to the county jail. He was released on $2,500 bond because why not let this guy back out? All he did was try to kill everybody with a sword. But well, let's get him back on the streets. I'm sure his kids can't wait to see him. What the fuck is wrong with our society? All right, guys. This show is brought to you by Tweaked.io, code TBGWT. Get 33% off free shipping and lifetime guarantee. And it's also brought to you 
by uh, uh adam and eve use code tbgwt to get your 10 free gifts we'll be back tomorrow until then i love you i love you too baby Mwah. Mwah.